1: Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheep, cheep, cheep! Talk a lot, pick a little more, pick a little, talk a little,
2: cheep, cheep! Talk a lot, pick a little more, pick a little, talk a little, cheep, cheep! Hello,
1: all you theater lovers, both out and proud and on the DL, and welcome back to Broadway Breakdown, a podcast discussing the history and legacy of American theater's most exclusive address, Broadway! We are going to continue uh with our series Problematic, Show shows you're mad at and their possible redemption, but before we jump into that series, which will start in earnest next week, we are doing a specialty episode to warm ourselves back up. I am your host, Matt Koplick, the least famous and most opinionated of all the Broadway podcast hosts, and with me today is another opinionated fag... (laughs) You may know him from his work at 54 Below, his work on his own podcast. What's the name of it? 54 Below doesn't even know my work from
0: 54 Below. 54
1: Below wakes up each morning going, what did I do last night? (laughs) Rob, I. just yes. Rob, what's your podcast name? My. Well, can I Form, ask you a question? Sure. When you do
0: these like intros and stuff, am yeah. I supposed to look at you while you're doing it?
1: Everyone needs to look me in the eyes. Because I time, just looked always. away. Yeah. I should, and
0: I feel like that was rude. No,
1: you look me in the eyes God. when I'm okay. when I'm okay. doing. I'm sorry.
0: The nasty that I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm doing. That I feel so uncomfortable right now.
1: <laughs> I felt uncomfortable when Sondheim made me look him in the eyes while he took a shit on my chest. <laughs> And they and the name of that
0: sex move is here we are. Oh, and now it all comes full circle. Literally. I want I
1: want to see here we are and not like it, so I can have my review be here we are. Are we here? Are we here?
0: Wait, you haven't seen it yet? No, I haven't.
1: Um, okay. I'll see it. I'll see it. It's on- if,
0: if you've listened to any one of his other musicals, you've seen it.
1: Listen, my hot take is after 2000, Sondheim ran out of musical ideas, which is why Roadshow, The Frogs, and Probably Here We Are all sound the same. Yeah. Um, y- it's, yes. And I know that like a lot of Roadshow Bounce was starting in 99, and like he wrote some of The Frogs in the 70s, but like all the good stuff from The Frogs is in the 70s. All the shit that was added for Lincoln Center was 2004, and it sounds like Roadshow.
0: You know what my biggest claim to fame was? For a also, what's of your name? And introduce oh. yourself to the listeners. Hi. Hi. My name is Matt Koplik, and I'm an opinionated fag. Did I do it right? Yes. How do? You, how else could you pronounce Matt Koplick? Rob Schneider. There you go. <laughs> there you go.
1: And Rob, what's your yeah. other podcast name?
0: Uh, my other podcast is called Behind the Curtain: Broadway's Living Legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been on the air for seven years. We, I should say we were. We don't do it anymore. We were you, on the air yeah. for seven years. I don't know
1: when people ask about uh, Broadway podcast recommendations, a lot of people still say yours before they ever say mine. And I'm like, mine's still running. Gays. I know ours,
0: are, ours are retired and done. And we well, either- you killed all your guests. That was the problem, which was we were interviewing a lot of old people, and we were kind of like the Grim Reaper. Like yeah. we we showed up with our like yeti microphone, and they knew like make the last will and testament out. It's it's people died on the show, but you know how professional they were. They continued on with the interview, and not a lot of people can say that. And that's our history. And that's our history. One time, Eileen Brennan was having an abortion.
1: <laughs> no, sorry. Can I tell this story? No, don't tell this story. Okay, It's a mind. great, though, it,
0: because no one knows who you're okay. fucking
1: impersonating.
0: That's, well, that was the problem with our show. Yeah. That was our problem with our show, which is, it was like, who are these people that are talking? So, Rob. Yeah.
1: We, how did we first meet? Tell the listeners. Tell the, tell the children. You how wanna, did we meet? You want
0: to tell them, like, the real story or, or what we came up with?
1: let's tell them the clean PR story.
0: Okay, cool. Many years ago, friends, when I was in town, I just, had I just moved into the city? I can't remember. I got press tickets to a show called Daddy Issues. The show is called Daddy Issues. And there were a lot of issues. I don't know if Daddy was one of them, but there were a lot of issues in this particular play. But I swear to you, I will not forget, there was a young guy in the show who was the lead. And I was like, this guy is so fucking good because he's taking material, he's just elevating it. That's all I remember. That's all I remembered. I was like, this guy is really, really good. Didn't think about it for, I don't know, seven, seven. years. Yeah. <laughs> seven years. But I swear to you, that's a true story. I remember this guy being like really good. Well, and there was this horrible scene with a cat commercial. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a recurring joke for sure. So flash yes, forward. Yes, sorry. Yes, yes.
1: Yes. So, that, so yes. that's that's our prologue. That's our Valjean goes on parole prologue. Flash forward Your to- time uh, is up. Your parole's Joel- begun. Flash yes. forward to July of 2023, 20, mm-hmm. Rob and I are asked by friend of the pod, Charles Kirsch, hey, baby, to... Um, <laughs> Literally baby. To just try, no, no, he's he's he is baby. I, I <laughs> like to think that I'm baby, and then I talk to Charles, and I'm like, you are half my age. Charles is half your age. Yes. Um, point is, he asked both of us to be on a panel at BroadwayCon, which we did, Yeah, uh, and it was nice, and then we... Ran into each other again on a trivia night for dancers over 40 that Charles was hosting. Charles Kirsch just keeps on like throwing us together. He's like, You older gays who make me <laughs> look like a fetus, you get together and you just die.
0: This is nice in their sunset years.
1: <laughs> you, me, Robbie rizel also friend of the pod, and new friend Janine Lamana, at least new for me, old friend of Janine, See, yeah, Janine Lamana. Exactly, no, no, no icon. Gertrude McFuzz herself, Janine Lamana, we are all texting during Who the still trivia. sounds the same. Absolutely. And and I'm sure it can still kick face and cooter slam like oh, in Drazi yes, Chaveron. Yes, God, she's so talented. But she the four of us started a group chat after that <laughs> after that night. Yes. I came over to your apartment with Robbie for like a drinking night. Yes. And I re- and you look at me. I'm looking. You look at me that night. No, not just now, but like I'm that night. Now. The night I'm at your apartment, you look at me from your couch with it's like, that kid in Hook who's about to pull, like, Rob Will- Robin Williams' face back and say, there you are, Peter. You look at me, and your first question is, do you act? And I go, I, I used to act. I have my card still, but I don't really perform anymore." You go, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then, like, ten minutes later, you go, do you sing? And I go, yeah, I sing. And you're like, okay, good to know, good to know. And then about 20 minutes later, you come back again. You look at me again. You just go, with your Barbara Walters gay-ass face, and, like, I'm about to ask you the Hook question. And you go, were you in a play
0: called Daddy Issues? I went, I, do you remember my face was when you asked me this? Yeah, it was Frozen. Frozen was shock. Yes. Yes.
1: It, truly, it was, how did you find the body? Yeah. And I, I was like...
0: It was like an Agatha Christie. Yeah.
1: Well, also because that play was such garbage, and I, I don't look back on my time fondly with it just because, like, it was a bad experience with the writer-director. We Everyone in the cast knew the material wasn't good, and we tried, but, like, it's it was it was an uphill climb, and it took really until the end of the run for any of us to feel like we did anything with it. Mm. But we're not talking about daddy issues, because that's not part of the 2023-2024 Broadway season, Rob. Are we're, you sure?
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, rumors abound. <laughs> no, we're talking about this current Broadway season. Mm-hmm. We've got some shows that have opened. Yes. Already closed. Yes. Some shows that are in previews about to open. Yes. Some shows about to go into previews. Yes. Some shows that uh, we have to wait a little bit. Some shows that have just announced. And a couple of shows that have announcements coming.
0: Yes. This is a very exciting time for all of us.
1: Yes. It's very packed for all of us, for sure. So, So, Rob, what of this season have you seen so far
0: of the Broadway? What have I seen so far? What a great question. Now, wait a minute. Does Here We Are count as Broadway? No. Okay, great. Unless it's transferring. I don't think it's going to transfer. I don't think it is either. I really don't. I really think it's going to end in January. My, f- I don't know if you felt the same way, but my feeling on that show was when they were like, oh, we're going to do it at the shed and you can become a seasoned subscriber so everyone yeah. can get in early. I was like at noon, whenever these things are going to go on sale, every fucking queen in America is going to like get on this site mm-hmm. and crash it. Grinder will be very free, mm-hmm. but like this site's going to crash. And nothing. Yeah. They still, I don't think they're even still sold out at this point. So this is the last Stephen Sondheim musical with this cast. I know.
1: Well, so here's the thing, I I truly think that no show, off Broadway, regional, whatever, like does not have Broadway in the back of its brain. Oh, of course. So of course, especially with this production with an eight, I think it's like eight million dollar capital, something like that. Yeah. And with this company and yep. with John Mantella directing it, like they. I definitely think Broadway was a possibility for them. Oh, of course. But they also knew what they had and like didn't want to set anyone up for thinking like what we have is this masterpiece, final product, whatever. They were kind of trying to temper our expectations in hopes that it would be this event. Yeah. Now, it is one of three shows this season that are not Broadway that have Broadway sort of circling around them and we'll see what happens. One is here we are, mm-hmm. one is Great Gatsby at Paper Mill, uh-huh. and one is Hell's Kitchen at the Public. And we will get to all three okay. it'll be very quick. I saw Hell's Kitchen this afternoon, uh by the time this episode comes out my review will probably be out. And Here We Are has officially opened. Yes. And Great Gatsby has opened. Yes. Now Great Gatsby and Hell's Kitchen both are sold out for their runs. Yes. Granted, you know, we're talking a month, 5 weeks at Great at uh, Papermill. We're talking two months at The Public, and I mean, here we are, it's like a four, almost four-month run at The Shed.
0: Yeah, they're there for a yeah. while, yeah. Uh,
1: Hell's Kitchen at The Public of the Newman, it's 300 seats, maybe like a handful of seats under that. Paper Mill, it's like, what, 1,200 seats, something yeah. like that? Yeah. So, you know,
0: for those shows to sell out for the number of seats that they have, impressive. Actually, Paper Mill might be more than 1,200. Possible. Yeah, it's a big theater. It's a cavern. Well— it's
1: big, the mezzanine is very small which is why i'm not sure exactly how much it seats because it's mm. a big orchestra
0: it is a huge orchestra yes. yeah yes yes, yes.
1: Yeah. um but with paper mill everyone kept talking about how gatsby is sold out it's got you know all these people working on it yeah. with broadway pedigrees like clear like brought and the producer even openly said at the first preview like we hope to go to broadway oh
0: like you said i cannot think of a production running right now in the New York tri-state area yeah. that does not have their sites on Broadway.
1: Yeah. Well, because th- that's where the most money can be. Mm-hmm. That is where all the attention goes. Yes. Um, and it, like, even if you run for a week, you can still say the Broadway show and people will...
0: Oh, how many shows it? do we know that have done that knowing fully well they wouldn't be running very long just to have that monitor, Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, now you haven't seen Gatsby? I haven't. And honestly, I don't think I ever will. I listened to it. I watched the rehearsal clips. Yeah. Who listens to this, by the way? Weirdly a lot of people. They're live broadcasting in Times Square as we speak. (laughs) Weirdly a lot of people, Rob, listen to this. Here we are (laughs) backstage,
1: they're all... What, what, What people like about this podcast, I have learned is it's very honest it's very yes. loosey-goosey we, yes i we, love that we do talk about you know important things in the sense of theater not the world but you know we try to talk about things intelligently while also you know making butt stuff jokes and talking about judy Kuhn and how she's one of the best voices that's ever happened uh agreed yes and agreed and as we're this is good warm-up for everyone as we go into problematic because i've recorded three episodes of that already and like it's the show you all know and love it's it's a lot. It goes all over the place. We go on tangents. Like, welcome back to the breakdown. You
0: know? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, I was going to say, I, I mean, the show is fantastic. I love listening to it. I was just curious. You haven't listened to this podcast. I have listened to it. I know uh, you do a thing where you talk about Broadway and people geek out. I and they know. go, I'm having a breakdown. And they go, I'm having a breakdown. This yeah. is famous breakdowns throughout Broadway history. Yes. Which takes me back to Eileen Brennan. Do you want to tell the listeners the who breakdown- you're in person? <laughs> no. <laughs> no no we're
1: not doing that no he, if
0: you listen to my podcast yeah. you know who he is you'll, he you'll, in memoriam every you'll year. drag
1: eileen brennan's abortion through the mud but you won't tell people who she the living showed
0: per- up to perform and they put in a new verse of motherhood march that night and that's professionalism and that's our history and that's our history okay sprite dear, moving on <laughs> guys the stories that rob and i could tell you i get saw Mary louise get no. a plate job now, if you don't know what that is, I'll take you to the Eagle and show Done. you. But it's our history. Stop
1: it. Stop it. Okay. So we we well, this is all to come back to just the season. Leave a small fist to me. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we were talking about Gatsby. We were talking yes. about Here We Are. Yes. Are We Here? At Hell's Kitchen. Uh, yes. The little bit I'll say about Hell's Kitchen. First of all, Gatsby, not coming in. Here We Are, not coming in. Hell's Kitchen, open secret that it's going to Broadway. Yeah, of course. Uh, Alicia be- Keys? Alicia Keys. Yeah. Michael Greif. Sold out for his public run. Yeah. I'll be very interested to see what happens with the reviews for it. Uh, there have been some online. Why do you say that? Well, just because I think if the reviews for Gatsby were kinder, mm. that would they would be working hard about coming in. I think if the reviews for Here We Are were a little more effusive, they would probably experiment with the idea of coming in mm-hmm. because you, you know, people talk about with you know, like oh, at Gatsby, oh, if you go to the paper mill, people are jumping to their feet and roaring with applause. Oh, I've seen
0: it. I've seen it.
1: First of all. Can you name me a single musical you that you have seen in the last ten years where that didn't happen with the audience?
0: No, it's true. It's true. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, to, yeah.
1: It, it's, that, it just happens with everything. So when people tell me like, "Oh, well, the audience leapt to their feet and they were having the grandest of all times," I'm like, "That doesn't. That's not enough for me anymore." Shows are too expensive. It's so. It's time out of my life I can't get back. I'm not trusting an
0: audience. I have to trust myself. I think we just need to accept the fact that like a standing ovation now is customary.
1: Yeah, no, it just happens.
0: Now. And then and a not standing is the equivalent of old school booing. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's what I think we're now. Here's at. here's
1: where I'm at. Based off of my time with Hell's Kitchen. You have to judge how the audience is responding in the moment. Yes. The the final like the curtain call means nothing. What are they doing during the show? Because I'll tell you this with Hell's Kitchen. I'll tell you this with Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> For most of that two and a half hour show on the, on that Saturday on on Sunday matinee, I should say, it was a very tepid response.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I can tell you two numbers that got wild applause: the Act One finale with Keisha Lewis, who you know sang like it was the Act One finale of Ragtime, and it was just her at that Great, piano. I love it. And of course, Greif was like, "Put some projections behind her because she can't sell this on her own." And I'm sitting there going, "No, gay, she can. She's Keisha Lewis. She She's can- fucking Mama will provide. She yeah. can do it." Yeah. Just let her do it. He also has her stand uh, up from that piano way too soon. But that's that's me sitting there it's being a like – It's directorial eye. It truly is. truly is. That was the first one. And the second one was Shoshana Bean's uh, act two number where she tells off Brand- Brandon Victor Dixon, a number that should be cut, but she sings The Boots House Down on it. And oh. And the audience goes
0: crazy. Like Saturday night. Ab- absolutely. Yeah.
1: But the – and I think – I was telling you this before we went on air. The first act, I think Shoshana has – she has two numbers. Neither of which are terribly good, but, you know, she's Shoshana, so she's... Girlfriend has not met a melisma she can't surf to shore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Which I wrote down on my phone for my future review. Yes, great, She's great. never met a, a, a melisma that she can't surf safely to shore. Uh, now, is this a jukebox musical, or is it all... No, it's it's... It is hybrid? mostly... It's, it's hybrid. It's mostly okay. jukebox with, I think, four new Alicia Keys songs.
0: I don't know how I feel about hybrid
1: jukebox musicals.
0: Is that weird to say?
1: I don't care as long as the product is good. I don't care about anything. Did you so see long- Clueless?
0: I didn't. But that, that was I've, weird as because well, that was jukebox but new lyrics. It was so bad. Yeah. That Which, that idea. That idea well, was. So but
1: bad. again, it's a bad idea when it doesn't work. If someone comes up with something that's good or yeah. campy or fun. Like if they did Xanadu with Douglas Carter Bean coming up with campy lyrics for all the original yellow oh, songs. Story. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked, like we'd be like, What a fucking stroke of genius. But Amy Heckerling's not a lyricist. Yeah. She exactly. wrote she wrote an amazing screenplay in nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Oh, and she should have so had good. it's 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 a wonderful example of economy in writing, but she's not a theater writer. And that's sort of the problem with fucking hell's kitchen. The librettist is a playwright who doesn't do musicals. Mm-hmm. Alicia doesn't do musicals. She wrote four songs for this thing. And the rest are songs that have nothing to do with any plot whatsoever. They're, they all feel shoehorned in. But my point is again, all this type of response behind those two numbers. And then the finale is empire state of mind. Oh, right is it, that's the name of her yeah. concrete jungle song yeah because yeah. there are two different empire state of mind songs yes oh no there's new york state of mind and then empire state of mind yeah. i'm in a yeah. new Billie york Joel. yeah exactly yeah. and then empire state of mind and that's the finale with the whole company and it's a wonderfully talented cast and tom kit does most of the arrangements and mm. when he's arranging other people's music he does a lovely job gal and so like it ends and everyone just jumps to their feet and i'm like yeah but for the preceding two hours and 30 minutes you were not this
0: that seemed that's like a big pet peeve of mine recently which is like it's like bookend directing
1: mm-hmm.
0: or like we'll give them a great opening and we'll give them a great closing and we hope to god they don't remember anything else in between mm-hmm. and i'm like people will remember
1: which leads us to what's currently on broadway okay of the season so far
0: lucy devito Pulitzer a surprise i will f- fucking shoot you in the face Teresa rebeck's I, I own that. What's it called? <laughs> I need that. No, this is how you pronounce it.
1: Teresa Rebeck's "I Need That," <laughs> starring Danny DeVito, <laughs> Danny. which I will I will go see because I'm going to try and see everything this season because I saw oh, every, I saw everything last season. Good shoot, yeah. And I think I saw everything the season before. Look no, at you! I didn't see Skeleton Crew. That was the one thing I didn't see this season. You before. are you are like dedicated. Well, I've been very fortunate. I get invited to a lot of stuff. Who invites you, Tony voters and how other? How come critics. no one invites me? Why don't you invite me? I okay. There we go. Um. Um. No, I. I've been fortunate to get invited to a lot of stuff, and then I'll rush whatever I don't get invited smart, to. Very smart. Um. I have. I have Tony voter friends. I have critic friends, and I ask them well in advance to bring me along to the things I can't afford. You know and the, the thing... National
0: Critics Circle told me I couldn't be a member. I know that the Drama League
1: told me I couldn't be a member because I was gonna sink their voting pool. What? They said, we are going to give Annalee Ashford the, the Distinguished Performance of the Year Award. And you are going to badmouth the, to the voters. So it goes to uh, fucking Stephen McKinley Henderson. And I said, that's who it should have gone to. Yes. Stephen McKinley Henderson's a fucking genius. A I'll, legend. If you're going to give it to Annalee, give it to Annalee for Legally Blonde. Give it to her for fucking You Can Take It With You. Don't give it to her for Sweeney.
0: You're still not over that, are you?
1: No. You know what I'm really not over? I'm not over Sweeney winning sound design.
0: You didn't like the sound design. Who did?
1: I don't know. I'm just asking. You didn't like it. The sound designers who voted for it at the Tonys liked it sound design. Literally everyone else, including people who know nothing about sound design, were like, why did the orchestra sound like a million miles away?
0: Uh Ah. Okay. Of the season. Yes. Going back to the season. I'm sorry. Yes.
1: I started with Once Upon a One More Time.
0: Once Upon a One More Time.
1: Yep. Back to the Future. Uh Uh-huh. Here Lies Love. Uh Uh-huh. Which is closing. Uh Uh-huh. What? They haven't announced yet, but it's closing. Oh no! Yeah, no, I know. Uh, they were they were gonna close, and then they got was angel- it when they
0: got rid of four hundred seats? Well, no, it just doesn't matter because no one's buying the seats anyway. Yeah,
1: no, I know. Yeah.
0: It's a shame. It's here lies love. We'll talk about it. Here lies love. Back to the future. Once upon a one more time.
1: I saw Gutenberg. I saw the cottage, grey house. The shark is broken. Pearly victorious. Jaja's African hair braiding. That's the most recent thing I saw. Um, and then off Broadway, obviously, Health Kitchen, and uh, I can get it for you wholesale.
0: What is the off Broadway voice? Is there a separate voice for off Broadway? Health Kitchen. Health Kitchen. I can get it for you wholesale. Like what is? And that? then I'm
1: seeing Titanic for the fourth time soon. Titanic.
0: The oh God!
1: I, I am so glad Titanic. Is not on Broadway. I'm so glad it's off Broadway and that it's doing as well as it is.
0: There are some shows that should stay off Broadway, and there is nothing wrong with that.
1: Mm-mm. I'm so glad the Little Shop just is staying. Oh, it's at brilliant. Westside. It's brilliant. I wish they would cast people who are actually Seymour, not Calvin and Calvin Klein models. But you know what have you? Well, oh, that still that makes no sense to me. Whatever, Michael Mayer, love you, dear. You've done some wonderful work. Your work on Little Shop is nice. Must you keep casting your Spring Awakening, Bonnie and Clyde?
0: High School Musical motherfuckers, a Seymour. Have to believe that nobody would fuck this guy, you and they've every, done every be- fucking urchin and mushnick is looking at him going, hmm, "Yeah, I would let him. I get, would
1: do it. I would let him get me pregnant." That production does a much more interesting job with casting their Audreys than they do with their
0: Seymours. Yes, the Audreys have been fantastic. Who have been going through? Yeah, well, and not only like even if you don't love
1: them, like they're they're fascinating choices. Like Tammy, uh, Constance, Joy, like just uh, Lena,
0: Maude, like just brilliant, in- interesting brilliant. choices. And every single one, you go. I would never have thought of that. Exactly. Whoever that casting director is, honestly, I don't know who you are. Kevin Chamberlain, Janine Lamana, Susical Reunion, they're older. Seymour and Audrey yeah. are older individuals. Here's how I want to tell the people Little Shop. Whoever you're thinking of for Mushnick, stop it. That's your Seymour. That's, I love that. I would see Brad Oscar play Seymour in a second. In a fucking heartbeat! Who? Okay, let's I go. would kill you. You could. So I could see... <laughs> So I could see Kevin. So well, Okay. So I know how you feel about <laughs> me in <and> this friendship. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me rephrase that as I would kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Period. Just to get a hot dog. Like uh, The bar is very low at this I'm point bored. for all of us. I'm bored. I'll kill I'm, you. I'm, I'm bored by you. I'm bored by you. You've offered nothing to this contribution, nothing to this conversation. <laughs> so I'm done with you. Well, starting in my life. On that note. Yes. Let's take a quick break. Where are we going? Billy, I like to with you. How
2: do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow collar. You're the top. You're a Coolidge dollar. You're the nimble
1: thread. of the feet. And we're back. All
2: right. Oh. <laughs> I
1: have I have a commercial that I got into. I have dollars and dollars
0: to make. I'm so sorry. I just have uh when, when you have as many episodes as I do at my podcast, we just have a uh, Broadway Podcast Network. Just drop in a commercial.
1: When you have as many Tony nominees slipping into your DM asking to see that hole as I do.
0: Who? Who? Who slipped in asking for your hole? Are you going to mouth it? Mouth it. Who is it? Well, let me tell you my journey. Mm. They slip in assuming that I'm a power bottom. And then I surprise
1: them by telling them I'm actually a power verse because I get bored very easily. So I need to do either one or the other. Mm -hmm. And bottoming is difficult. It's very Mm -hmm. difficult. Um, And I'm lazy by nature. And I don't want to practice ever. So then you'd be a fantastic bottom. No, you got to practice to be a bottom.
0: Well, no, you can just lay there if you're lazy.
1: No, but you got to practice with the stretching, girl. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Some of us don't know this And Is that in control of your colon? Can you believe that Charles Kirsch's mom lets him listen to this podcast?
0: (laughs) Remy, what's happening? Remy. Charles, you must ask your mother. Mommy?
1: Charles, young man. Mommy,
0: mommy, I need parental control. (laughs) Charles, pause this. Pause All-American. Go to ask your mom if you can continue listening to this. Charles, do you listen All-American? He does. Can I tell you something? I was at his bar mitzvah, and that was my gift to him, an original poster from All-American. Well, once upon a time. No. Um, so, <laughs> All right. Orchus, those here, are the back sh- up. He doesn't want it. These are the shows I've, I've seen this season. What yes. have you
1: seen this season on Broadway?
0: Okay. I have seen, going back, run through the list. Once upon a one more time. You have seen that? Yes. Here Lies Love? Uh, Off-Broadway. Does that count? Does, yes. that count? does that count?
1: Sort of. So you haven't seen it on Broadway with uh, Ariel. You only saw it no, on Broadway. No, unless they
0: made a lot of changes, have they?
1: No, it's just bigger. And, you know, Ariel's not Ruthie. Oh.
0: You, uh, you know, here's... This... Women are not interchangeable, Rob. I, <laughs> Despite what you say at Rob W. Schneider, <laughs> women are not interchangeable. Um, I loved it off-Broadway. Everyone did. I loved it off Broadway. Once again, there is nothing wrong with keeping something off Broadway if it if the intimacy is helping the storytelling.
1: Yeah. I heard nothing but raves from off Broadway. Also, off Broadway they had the buzz and the momentum. Yes, they they tr- we'll talk we'll talk about it.
0: So trying to make a beat a, in two. And, I get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, and then what was what was after that? Uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gutenberg. I haven't seen Gutenberg and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't want to be the person that judges something before not seeing it. Sure. I am not the hugest fan of like we're doing a musical. Sure. Wink wink wink. We're doing a show, you get it? Yeah. And I don't know if that's what it is. That's how it's been described to me. Um it's just not mm, it's not what I enjoy cuz to me I'm like that's the easiest laugh. Yes. It's it's
1: yes yes and no. Okay. The the running gag of Gutenberg is that Reynolds and Gad's characters who are aspiring musical theater writers. And who
0: are brilliant individuals on their yes. own. Yes.
1: Yeah. And they they make a very good team in this. Their characters are bad at writing, but they love musical theater. Fabulous. And so it's not necessarily about like
0: <laughs> I know a lot of writers this applies to.
1: huh But it's not it's not necessarily like, isn't musical theater weird so much as like aren't these guys bad at it? Um, which is a gag that can only have so much gas I was gonna in it.
0: ask you, so listening to bad songs all evening, like is that it? It's <sighs> And doesn't that wear thin? I'm just asking. I don't know. Maybe it, Maybe it's brilliant. I don't know. Okay. I saw yellow hats.
1: Y- y- y'all, welcome back to Breakdown, where we had a structure and then we just went off on our own thing. Uh, so, having seen Gutenberg, yeah, let me start with the positives. Yes. Reynolds and Gad are great. Great. They are a wonderful duo. Awesome. I forget sometimes that Andrew Reynolds is a really funny
0: dude. I thought he was genius in the prom movie. He is very funny.
1: He's one of the better performances in that movie. Yeah, I have a long list of notes about that movie. You don't I, like that
0: movie? Yes, I don't.
1: I touch on it in the in our next week's episode, which okay. spoiler alert is the prom. Okay, uh, which I didn't realize many people had problems with until I asked the fandom what shows do you consider problematic, and a few people said the prom.
0: I'm gonna well, I'm gonna listen to this because I'm wondering what I'm I'm wondering if what they find problematic is what I find problematic. I digress. But in Gutenberg with him and Gad, I was like, oh right, like you're fucking
1: great like there's a reason why you popped so hard in Mormon and why you and Gad in particular like of that entire original company went to Hollywood and fucking flew yeah and they like they make it work and it's good Timbers material because it's not heartfelt really because Timbers doesn't do emotion well Timbers also doesn't really do like humanity well mm. he does inventive storytelling really well and he does he and inventive. he does he actually does comedy pretty well Uh, but because it's just Gad and Randall's like they're Chemistry and their work as actors help sell the material, and Timbers comes up with some cool staging. And the book is funny; it's genuinely funny, and like, it's not cynical because their characters genuinely love theater and they genuinely want to do a good job. Where it falters is it's a little long; it's two hours with an intermission. No, no, no it no, should be it no, should be a hundred no, minutes, no intermission.
0: No, give me eighty, I want or your, yeah,
1: give me eighty or eighty, yeah, um, in tighter, 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 and uh, also. It's – the score, in my opinion, is not nearly as funny as the book, and I wish it were. Uh, you know, it's really hard to write a funny score. There are some
0: shows that have been able to do it. I um, mean, even What even, score do you find the funniest out of, like, all the Broadway musicals? Which score are you oh, like, oh, God, God I, this still makes me laugh? I
1: won- I do wonder. I think the Mormon score is genuinely funny. Yeah. Uh, but that's – that's, it's hard to find a score funny after years. I'll find certain movies still funny.
0: But not a score
1: after a while like it it loses the comedic luster because part of what makes comedy so what makes comedy land so hard is the surprise the unexpected of it um
0: Dirty round scoundrels i think still holds up
1: yeah fuck yeah that score fucking slaps yeah. and is so funny
0: yeah i mean he is a comedy writer he is and that is a rare fucking gift
1: you know who is a really good comedy writer is adam schlesinger
0: Yes, also a brilliant Absolutely. A brilliant mind. R.I.P. But yeah.
1: Yeah, like when it was announced that Yazbek was doing a score for a musical version of Soap Dish, I was like, absolutely.
0: Oh, it's, it's yeah. who else would you want? I know. I think was, he never was attached to Death Becomes at any point, was he? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. I know he was atta- – maybe he's still attached to Princess Bride. I think he's still on that one. Well, because he's more productive than Gettle. But moving on. Uh, but that's
1: Gutenberg for you. It's, okay. It's, it's fun. I, I think – they are in contention for nominations. The problem is, is that I don't see a world where one of them gets nominated and the other
0: doesn't. Watch
1: me say that and then come. Would they May, want to do that
0: thing where they're like together?
1: No, I don't think they're going to do a Skinner Ripley sideshow joint <laughs> nomination. I'm saying like it's difficult to nominate Andrew Reynolds and then not also do a nomination for for Gad because yeah. they are so together. They're tight. They're, they're so tight. They're a unit. Um, but also like I will say, I don't think leading actor in a musical is as competitive. Or, a race as some online folks would have you believe for this season. Here's who we got so far: yeah, um, Reynolds and, and Gad for okay. Gutenberg. Okay, uh, what's his face from Back to the Future? The kid, uh, the young guy, the kid, yeah, who's perfectly fine, but he needs to not do another musical based off of a movie pronto. Uh, Groff and Merrily, who at the moment is the, front, oh. Oh, who, yeah. who is the front runner right now, but we've also got coming up in the spring. Brian Darcy James in Days of Wine and Roses, oh, who maybe. I saw do it at, at The
0: Atlantic, and we'll He'll talk get about a it. Yeah.
1: he nomination, bo- yeah. They both will. Yeah.
0: Um, I think that musical is rough, to be perfectly oh, honest. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm Full disclosure, I've not seen that. But when they said that's the source material that's being turned into a musical, I thought, how are you? Why? Well,
1: for, it is a bummer of a of source material. I also just don't think the show is ready. Okay. I found
0: it very first draft. you ever seen the movie? Yes. I watched the movie oh, after- so- I watched the movie after I saw the show. Jack Lemon in that, holy fuck, is so good.
1: They're both amazing. Oh, oh Lee Remick, the two of them. Yes. For, first of all, Jack Lemon, one of the best screen actors of all time.
0: Oh my god, the, I, I'm I'm going to go one step further. Say not, the best. I'm not, one not one of the best. The best, the best, the best male on camera yeah. actor.
1: When I say one of, I truly mean like top five of all time of. Hundreds of thousands of screen actors who've ever screen acted. He's in in the top five. But Brian Darcy James. Yeah, okay. Absolutely going to get nominated. Both of them are are wonderful in a show that I think is still truly on its first draft. Um, Grant Gustin just got announced for Water for Elephants, which I only saw 20 minutes of in a presentation. Mm -hmm. A lot of potential. I hope they make some really powerful changes on it because it can be really dynamite okay i just don't know. i'm excited uh i don't know the dude who's playing the oldest noah in notebook and if he's gonna be considered lead
0: oh yeah this guy's like isn't he like he's back on broadway after like 30 40 years yeah. or something like this because he went to
1: hollywood and played like small roles in tv yeah, and film yeah, forever yeah, yeah. yeah but um i'm sure he's gonna be eligible because then we'll talk about the notebook in a second
0: but i can we agree this is jonathan groff's to lose at the moment it's
1: groff's to lose because then there's also eddie redmayne for cabaret
0: when did cabaret go from like this is a story about political inaction to here's my dick in your face. Sam Mendes. But every production after that, that's yeah, no. all it is. Yeah. I see every production I see. It's like here are my tits and here's my ass and yeah. here's my dick. And I'm like, what about the story? Well, do we have a story you want to tell? <sighs> Rob? It's like they get through those book scenes to be like, "Show me more dicks, show me more tits." Yeah. All right, now get Froh well, Schneider out of there real fast.
1: Yeah, let's let's make it even more shocking because yeah. the Mendes production was shocking at the time. Yes, at the time. But but also, it came from a text based place, and there was still, yes, and there was still story to have. You go to the fucking Lincoln Center Library, you watch that ninety eight cast with Natasha, oh, yeah, Alan, yeah. Mar- one of the best casts of all time, by the way. Yes, fucking stacked. I think I talked about this. No, I didn't talk about this on the pod. I can't remember. I've I've had so many recordings this weekend, and then like just drinks with friends this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what I said with friends and what I said on the yeah, pod. Yeah. But um, someone was asking me about the '98 Cabaret, and you're like, oh, how is that cast at the library? I was like, it's stacked. Well, I'm like, yeah, it's like it's one of the most incredible casts ever assembled. It's stacked. You have Natasha Richardson, Alan Cumming. Ron Rifkin, who wins a Tony for this performance. Mary Louise Wilson, Mary Louise Wilson, like kind of coming back after a minute. John then, Benjamin Hickey, John Benjamin be the- Hickey, uh, post Love, Valor, Compassion, pre Normal Heart. Michelle Pock, pre Suspicil and Hollywood Arms. Dennis O'Hara, before I think anyone ever knew who he was. Nobody,
0: no, no, that's true. That's very true. Nobody like, knew. W- just those personally directed by Sam Mendes and Rob Marshall before Hollywood ruined him. It is so, it is such a good production, and now every single one after that is like, yeah. how many track marks can we get on the girls? Where's the story? Well, because that's what everyone remembers from the from the Mendes one.
1: If, and now that, that production was so impactful of how we all view cabaret
0: now. The MC shouldn't be sexy. The MC, I don't okay. Well, I, I, this is one where I get real pissed. Off. Go for it. No, I'm just saying like. Do the fucking story is written. What you're trying to create is something that does not exist because now you've lost what the fuck the story is about. Yeah. Well, so here's what I will argue about what
1: Mendes did, which Hal Prince hated, because there was what Hal Prince did, what the movie did, what Mendes did, and now what everyone does, which is originally it was sort of a the beauty of Razzle Dazzle and the like monstrosity of the world.
0: You're talking and, about how Prince, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah so that's okay. how we start, right? Yeah. Like, we have yeah.
1: Sally in the cabaret and the K-Kat Club, yeah. and, like, here life is beautiful. Yeah. And outside, it's awful.
0: Oh, it's, okay, you go ahead, uh-huh.
1: And eventually, the two start to clash, and neither one can really fully exist, and then it's sort of like, well, which one ends up taking over? You've been entertained for two and a half hours, but, like, don't forget that, like, World War II happened.
0: But the story originally is... It's the story of Cliff and Sally and these MCs things they're commenting on, which to me means they're secondary. Yeah. And now it's like, well, no, that's primary. Well, so then what we have is the movie. Yeah. Which gets rid
1: of so much.
0: And No, this, this no, all no book numbers. They're all gone.
1: Yes. It's just the Kit Kat Club numbers. And then like Frosch Schneider and Harry Schultz are gone. It's a whole new B plot. And the movie is very good. Um, if Why you... would they get rid of Jack Guilford? Jack Guilford Erasure is one of the most hateful things you could do, in my opinion. <laughs> Such a sweetheart who I never met, but like, you just look at his face and you go, I want to just hug you. I just want to hug you, Jack. I just want to hug <laughs> you, Jack. But is even colder than the stage show. Correct. Sleazier than the stage show mm-hmm. And then also more razzmatazz Than the stage show Because you have Liza Belting her vagina off You've yes. got Joel Grey Who's even more like In your face Creepy Yeah And and then it becomes The Joel Grey show Like the 80s That revival happens And it's Joel Grey Is in cabaret blah, blah. Mendes comes that in full
0: Productions On YouTube by the way
1: Oh I know yeah. oh, I know Mendes comes in In the 90s With the Mar, A year after The Nationals Carousel So we have the 90s trend Of dark versions Of Golden Age musicals You
0: just mentioned Carousel Have you gotten an erection At this point I fully came, of course,
1: but, but but and we talk about this in the Carousel episode. Spoiler alert, y'all! The '90s was a golden age of revivals, correct? But also, there was a trend that f- eventually died out, but we're still kind of seeing it from time to time. Of the let's look at an old musical dark, and you know the difference is Heitner was like, I did not say let's make Carousel dark. He's like, I read the script and went, "Fuck, this is dark."
0: Yes, that which is yes, which is very good. Wh- yes. Exactly,
1: he's like. He's like, it'd be different if, you know, like, I read fucking flower drum song. If that That's not nearly as dark, or sound of music. But, you know, people are like, oh, but of course, Guys and Dolls, dark. And it's like, <laughs> it's like no, fucker.
0: Can I tell you the worst production of Guys and Dolls I ever saw? The Des Mackinoff one? Oh, no, oh, sorry. Can I tell you the second worst production yes. of Guys and Dolls I ever saw? It was at this regional theater in Los Angeles, and they literally started the show with a warning about what to do if you have a gambling addiction.
1: That's like when uh, Diane Paulus' 1776 happened, and they all came on stage and they said, "We recognize that this production is happening on the grounds of like, of land that we stole from the Native Americans." Blah blah. Yeah.
0: Well, if you don't like it, you can move. There was
1: some fucking sketch where they they some sketch online where they made fun of this, where it was like a theater company being like, "We recognize blah blah, blah that the Native Americans and we stole it from them," and some of the audience goes, S- "So should we leave?" Yeah. <laughs> and they go, and not being mean, they're like, "We leave then, right?" They're like, "What are you talking about? Well, we're on stolen land, like." We, sh- we're- we're- we should leave. This is not our home. We should leave. And they're like, no, no, no stay. They're like, yeah. oh. they're like, oh, so all the proceeds from our tickets go to them then, right? No, it goes to the theater. Then why did you say what you said? So you know that we're aware. <laughs> it's like, what?
2: Oh I have my God. Listen,
1: that's a whole other podcast. Oh, 17- yeah. that-, that Paul is 1776. I digress. But no, Cabaret – Mendes comes in and he's like, track marks, sexy, whatever. Rob Marshall comes in and goes, but let's also make some movement. And then that just becomes the mold. And, and now we have works. this new one. And I, I,
0: I'm it not that it doesn't work.
1: But but it becomes how do we outdo the last cabaret of being avant-garde and trendy and like pushing your buttons. Yeah. And I I have not seen this cabaret. Same,
0: same, same.
1: Robbie claims it's amazing. Great. I can't and wait. I love Robbie. I love his taste. I have other friends who have seen it who've been like, it's fine. It's like any other cabaret you've ever seen. I will see what happens. It's very expensive. I know that the August Wilson, the Jude Jamson, or whoever has an ambassador theater group, they now own that. Yeah. Like they were the sort of losers of that. Hot, hot goss, everybody. Not a single theater owner wanted this cabaret. Why? Because of what they had to do to the theater. It was gonna same thing with the Here Lies Love situation. Like it was gonna cost so much money to gut the theater, and this is doing even wor- more than work than Here Lies Love did, because they have they're doing a whole renovation on the lobby because it's a whole environmental shit.
0: They're it's doing the August Wilson. Yeah,
1: okay. they're uh they have to do it's all in the round, like all all they've got to do all this crazy shit to the theater. It's kind of like a twenty four million dollar price tag.
0: And then hope to God it runs. Yeah,
1: they wanted the Hudson. Uh, they said they really really like, please don't fucking go here. They looked at the Imperial, I know. They really didn't want it. Like, it was very much Drew Jamson got the short end of the stick. I also know Spamlot was looking at the Schubert, but then uh, some like it hot was like, we refuse to not close before January. That's nice. I I have a friend who works there and he was like, we announced closing and three weeks later we sold 600 seats for a Saturday night. D- tells you what those producers were like. Um, but... That's what's going on with Cat Right. It's okay. no. I if Merrily extends to June like it's being rumored, that will win revival. They have to extend to June though. Okay, because right now it's running till March.
0: Oh no no no! They're and they're doing great business.
1: They are. The well, it's the it's the contract of the three. I know, I know, I know. Because here's the tea, and y'all can listen to my old Tony's episodes from last season when I had people try to convince me that Into the Woods had a chance at winning revival. And I kept saying, No, it's between parade and Sweeney, and I'm gonna say it's parade, because no revival of Sweeney oh, Todd has ever won.
0: It's parade.
1: But what I said was, first of all, no again, no revival of Sweeney Todd has ever won, and now we're over three. But also, no revival of a musical that was closed has ever won. It has to be running. Yep. It can close yeah, the week okay. it can close the week after. Like the oh five, it has to be open. It has to be open. Okay, and also, no performance in a musical that was closed has won. I think since Little Me with Martin Short, I am pretty sure
0: it was closed and it won.
1: It it closed and won, but also you got to look at that lineup because it was Martin Short and Little Me. It was no, it was nineteen ninety nine. Okay, it was Martin Short and Little Me, Brent Carver and Parade, both closed, both the frontrunners, Tom Wopat and Annie Get Your Gun, God bless, and then What's His Face from the Gay Swan Lake. Okay. So so it's like, oh,
0: that's that was Marty's to to lose.
1: Absolutely. Because you had only, of those four, only one of them was in a show that was running. Yeah. Marty was the critic's darling of a revival that not a lot of people liked, but everyone agreed that he was wonderful. Oh, he was brilliant. In a showcase
0: for him. Yeah, yeah. So it made sense. And to make up for Goodbye Girl.
1: Yeah, exactly. Where it was like, we're so glad you're doing Broadway. We're so sorry this is the show. Thank you for
0: bringing in tickets. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Groff is the frontrunner right now for Merrily. It needs to be running by June for him to win.
0: i got to be honest with you. I have not seen this this particular Merrily. I saw her production of it that she did like 10 years ago over when, in London. When it was at the Year still. Yes. And I did not like it. Yeah. I didn't like it. I thought it was cold and boring and dull. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious to see what she's done with it because now I hear it's the second coming. And I'm like, is it she changed her direction or... Are these three individuals just so fucking good at what they're doing that it's moving her vision along? Once again, Rob, I
1: remind you, don't listen to anyone who says anything is the second coming. It's one of those things where it's like, if everything is special and everything is an event yeah. and nothing is. Yeah, yeah. You ha- like I appreciate the enthusiasm. You have to be more discerning, especially when you're recommending shit to people.
0: That's where it gets hard for me. That's where it gets hard because like, we're in the business. You don't want to go out there and be like... No. You know, oh, God, this was horrible. Because you know how hard that's like. We've yeah. all done shows where we're like, what the fuck are we doing here? But, oh, I'm sorry. How did we meet again, Rob? That's right. Daddy issues. Daddy that's issues. Right, that's right. But I'm also like, on on the flip side, if you're telling people to spend money, that's a problem. Not just money. Time. Yeah. Money can get refunded. Time can't. Oh, God, that's beautiful. That was actually a cut song from Carousel.
1: Time, Money can be refunded. Time, but, time can.
0: can't. Sung by Mr. Uh, Snow.
1: Thank you. The one review I've written that caused friction, and it wasn't from anyone who actually works on Broadway. It was from people who are sort of like, I guess. Like protectors of a show? Just fans, I guess. Guardians. Yes. My review for Back to the Future. Okay. Where I ripped it apart, not because the show is bad. I even start my review by saying this is not the worst musical I've ever seen. It's just the laziest adaptation I've ever seen. Okay. Not since Pretty Woman have I seen such a lazy adaptation.
0: This is paint by numbers.
1: You threw the movie on stage, added songs that don't need to be there, gave it $30 million, and made your actors do their best impressions of the movie people. Okay. It's why the actor who plays Crispin Glover gets such applause, because he comes on and he goes, Marty, you gotta understand, and the audience laughs, because it's like, it's just like Crispin. Okay. Um. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't care if it's good or bad. Like, try. Just fucking try. And it, and I would give it even more grace if it was three writers who had, who were, you know, new to Broadway and were up and coming and just doing their best. But it's three men. The one is fucking Bob Gale, who wrote the fucking movie, has millions of dollars in his bank account. Alan Silvestri, who wrote the score for the movies, as well as other zemeckis movies and has millions of dollars and then the dude wrote the lyrics for fucking ghost and other pop songs millionaires all of them white male millionaires and i'm not someone who goes you're white you're male you're hetero you're the enemy especially in theater i'm like if you're talented and you're empathetic right whatever the fuck you want i want to see it but i'm like we're talking about diversity we're talking about giving opportunities and these three dudes who have millions to their name who don't need to do this and are clearly doing this to make more millions to milk this franchise for all it's worth and we're just gonna let them get away with it because people go well it brought me joy and i'm like but is this any good and i had people not only unfollow me but block me because of that review wow no one from broadway I, I just say this everyone who follows me on on instagram who literally works on broadway none of them did that but you can't say it because then you look like an asshole and this is okay this is a major problem right now No one is holding anyone accountable on Broadway right now in this community. We have talented people. We have intelligent people. We don't have, and I, there's, I don't know if there's a way to do it and not be a fucking dick about it, but we don't have that Arthur Lawrence, Elaine Stritch bone right now where we're like, where we are able to outwardly say, you can do better than this. Do better. Look, pointing them in the face and going, no, do better. And it's not that those thoughts don't exist. They exist. Everyone thinks it. No one's saying it. We're all just going,
0: holding hands and going, kumbaya, so happy for you. And it's hard to make a show. We'll go, and I'm guilty of this too. You go on social media. Mm -hmm. You'll be like, this show was great. Oh my God, it was wonderful because you want to support. Yeah. And then somebody privately will go to you and go, what'd you think? And you go, what the worst piece of shit I ever saw in my life.
1: Okay, I'm gonna. At say, least I do that. I'm gonna and, and say I'm, gonna say, I'm, sh- the I'm gonna say the show. I'm not gonna say anyone. I'm not gonna say any names.
2: Backstage uh, well, because we're talking-
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, Charles is a sweetheart. Charles, I hope you've been listening to this and laughing and not and not getting self-conscious because both of us love you. Charles um, knows I love him. Yeah. Charles is the, Charles is the fucking future. Charles, um, Charles is the future. Charles gives me the future. It gives me hope for the future of Gen Z. Um, <laughs> y'all, if you join a cult, join Charles's. Yeah, so, I would. Um, his episode of this podcast is the only one that doesn't have the explicit tag on it. And he's, I think he even said that at our panel. I um, love,
0: yes he did. Oh God, he's yeah. such a sweet kid.
1: He's a sweet kid. But, um, I'll say the show. I won't say anyone who, because uh, we're talking about this season. Yeah, yeah. There is currently a revival of Spamalot. Yeah. E- everyone who has seen it, who I am mutual friends with on Instagram, yes. who's of Broadway, yes, and saw it. They're yes. like so proud of friends. Had yes. the had a blast. And then I don't even reach out. They fucking come to me yeah. and they go, "Girl, yeah." And I'm like, "Just just tag that you're there." Don't say loved it. Just just say here to support friends, because Th- that's true. You're there to support them. Don't say you loved it if you didn't. There's a wonderful documentary that I know you watched. Charles has definitely watched. Probably the Golden Age. I have it on DVD.
0: Oh, I met that guy. He's a sw- he was a sweetheart. Yeah, he's dead now. But <laughs> <laughs> Rick, he's- why do you have to come after Rick? He's dead. He is
1: dead. <laughs> but Elizabeth Ashley. Yeah! She says, no, well, I want to wa- find a way to rip it and put it on my Insta. She's like, people pay far too much money to sit in an uncomfortable chair where they can't smoke, drink, cop a feel to be not watching something that challenges them, yes. fully entertains yes. them. And it's like, when you're writing something, don't you want something that titillates an audience, challenges them, while also like not fully...
0: But they putting them at bay. But they think they are because they have friends surrounding them, going, "That was great." Mm -hmm. So if you don't know any different, why do you? You don't even know there's a problem. And then you have the people who go, "Well, I just support theater, and I want I want people to go see
1: stuff." So I'm telling them, "Go see Harmony or Back to the Future. It's magical." And I'm not ripping those shows separately or together. What I'm saying is, like, I watch people go like rave about show after show after show. And then they get confused why people aren't buying tickets. I'm like, you just scape a rave review to 9 shows in a row, each one costing $150 to see. People no. can't afford rent, they can't afford healthcare, no. and we and we're telling them to support theater and telling them every show is worthwhile. I'm sorry, it's just no. fucking not true. No. no. It's not true. No. And there's nothing there's nothing offensive about that.
0: It should All you have to do is do exactly what you said earlier. Go to the show, take your photo, tag that you were there you like it say something you don't you don't have to no no one is forcing you to lie and if i don't
1: like it it's not a personal attack on anybody a part of it no there is not a single person who writes for theater or acts in theater or directs for theater where i've loved everything they've ever done maybe jennifer samard
0: well i'm right here
1: you're right there honestly not even audra uh i will say I have not loved everything Audra has been in.
0: I know you hated her in Carousel. You can finally and Marie that. and Marie Christine. You can get that no, off your shoulders.
1: My, the only time I have not liked Audra was a video of her doing Rainbow High at Carnegie Hall, and that's just that's just not her that's not her role. I know she did it when she was a teenager. It's not her role. Um, <laughs> but besides that, that's not a bad no, track record. No, there have been things she's been in that I haven't liked, but I have not disliked her. I sure. I thought Ohio State Murders was drier than. In Barbara Belgetty's vagina, and she's deader than Rick McKay. But Audra was lovely.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> what? She's drier than. Bar- what? I need no. the quote one more time, it please.
1: says Audra McDonald's was in Ohio State Murders, a play that I found to be drier than Barbara, Barbara Belgetty's Bel- vagina, vagina, and she's deader, deader than Rick, Rick McKay. McKay.
0: This is the pull quote. This is going right on the fucking marquee. I will spend any amount of money to get this on the marquee. I need
1: Charles Bush to listen to this. I met Charles Bush recently. He's a nice guy. He's very nice. I had a great quote about Teresa Rebeck in front of him that he liked very much.
0: Uh, Will you share it or is it confidential?
1: Friend of the pod, Patrick Pacheco, has a uh, talk show called Theater All the Moving Parts on CUNY TV. Oh, he's I, marvelous. Jesus, well, he's so good. I may or may not have been on it. And and I may have, may or may not have been on it with someone who will be on this podcast talking about a show I love very much. And we talk about the aftermath of that episode. You know how to uh, wet our appetites. Someone's got to be wetter than Barbara Belketti's <laughs> vagina. <laughs> but, but <laughs> I know. Yeah, okay. Patrick Patrick texts me and goes, hey, um, I'm interviewing Charles Bush to talk about his memoir. It's like, I know you like him. Do you want to like sit in and watch? I went. Do I want to sit in and watch? I fucking love Charles Bush, Diamond. Ma- I literally- you can see behind me. I have the DVD of Diamond. This is the
0: first time Matt's ever said I like Bush, so I think we're very very excited by this. There's hope. But up up up
1: But so I'm in the green room with Patrick and Charles, and and we're talking whatever. And then they they go off and do their thing, and they uh, and they come back. And so I have not read Charles's memoir, but he apparently talks about because Patrick interviews him about it uh the the fact that you know Charles Bush came up in theater in the late 70s early 80s in a time when it was like a little sleazier yes. in New York oh, and, yeah. and and you know he did every he's like he says I did every job you could possibly do to support support yourself when you were trying to do theater including turning tricks and they talk about it and they go back they come back to the green room after they're done and he goes, I'm interviewing Teresa Rebeck after you. Like, she's doing the next episode. And Charles goes, oh, are you going to ask her about turning tricks? Or you, or, oh, sorry. Are you going to ask Teresa Rebeck if she's ever prostituted herself? To which I immediately respond, well, how else do you explain Smash? Oh, that's funny. Thank you. It made Charles Bush laugh, and that's
0: enough for me. You know, isn't that a nice moment you can cherish in your heart forever? Absolutely. You made Charles Bush laugh.
1: Right up there with fingering, fingering Jonathan Groff. You know what I mean?
0: I, uh... Best person I ever fingered was Barbara Bel Geddes. Um, <laughs> Drier out than my, sandpaper. Cut up my finger pretty bad, but God, what a great experience! Yeah, but it, it got you ready for the entire company of newsies. Fing- <laughs> to finger obscure character actress <laughs> Barbara Bel Geddes.
1: Oscar and Tony nominee, the original Maggie the Cat. Oh, that's right, she was. And it, she's also in Vertigo. She's the one that's she's not, in Vertigo. She's not. She's the one who is not Kim Novak. She's the one in glasses, and they're like, "Oh, put her in glasses. That'll make her ugly." truly I'm, Barbara Bel might be the first example of put glasses on her exactly yes, because yes. she originated Maggie the cat on Broadway goes yep. to Hollywood they put glasses on her and Ugh.
0: she's the ugly friend <laughs> she, she's the side piece
1: to give you context guys Ashley Judd Kathleen Turner when she was doing fucking body heat and Scarlett Johansson have all pl- and Anika Noni Rose yeah. have all played Maggie the cat Barbara Bel originated the role Elizabeth Taylor did the movie version. And now Kathleen Turner's
0: playing Big Daddy, which is very exciting for all of us. (laughs) I want to talk to you, Brick. I can't do it. Uh, Let's take (laughs) one more break. Billy, I
2: beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow collar. You're the top. You're a Coolidge dollar. You're the nimble thread of
0: the feet of friends. And now we're back. Okay, back to the season. What a special moment, though. Oh, yes, the season. Okay, so. So recently,
1: um, Heart of Rock and Roll just announced that they were going into the Jones. Which is Huey Lewis.
0: Yes, the Huey Lewis jukebox musical. How many people are clamoring for a Huey Lewis jukebox musical? As many people who are clamoring for a
1: Days of Wine and Roses musical. (laughs)
0: It's the same audience demographic.
1: Same demographic, same number of people. Uh, (laughs) Here's the thing about this season that's- Power of Love, is that him? Yeah, but that's Back to the Future. Will it be in- Harder rock and roll? I don't know.
0: Oh, I wonder if contractually. Oh, okay. I, I listen. It has
1: to be. Toxic Has was on Broadway in two different shows, and Moulin Rouge and fucking Once Upon a One More Time. Okay. Okay. Cool. I Okay. Here's the thing about this season. There is so much, and we haven't even really talked about plays all that much. No,
0: and it, like we said, it's everything that's been waiting to get in.
1: Yeah. Uh, I know pretty confidently that Operation Mincemeat is coming in. What
0: the hell is that?
1: It's a British musical that apparently is very, very funny, and very, very, very good. Great. Okay. Uh, I don't know anything about it it. Is other... it
0: like one of those fucking Peter Pan goes wrong shit? Or the play I think. That goes well, wrong... I think it's of
1: that ilk, but I've heard nothing but. Is it rape. funny? That's what I've heard. I've okay. heard it. I have had friends who listen. I don't always trust their taste, but like went to London and saw it on a women. They're like, I walked out obsessed.
0: Okay. Great. Love um, it.
1: and. Honestly, anything that can come in that's an original musical with original score yes, that can sir. take that can take nominations away from Back to the Future, yes.
0: I'm here for. Is that your mission for this season, the twenty three twenty four season? Absolutely. Back to the Future will not win.
1: Oh, it's not winning fucking shit. I want you to take. Don't want it to be nominated. I want as few nominations as possible. I do not want to encourage producers to continue putting shit into Back to the Future. I want, as much as I found Days of Wine and Roses to be a first draft, as much as I think Hell's Kitchen is rough. I would rather they put shit into that than Back to the Future.
0: Because you like the fact that they're trying something new.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I have not seen Heart of Rock and Roll. I have friends who are involved in it, who were involved in it in Old Globe. Yeah. And they're like, we—they are trying something with it, and I'm like, you know what? Great. God, bless. you like that? If it's not good, it's not good. But like, you're trying, and I—I oh, will always give an Even extra ten percent. I will always give an extra ten percent for trying something different. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I fucking, I think Jagged Little Pill might be the worst book to win the Tony for Best Book of a Musical. But I at least give Miss Cody credit for trying something and not doing a, an Alanis Morissette bio-musical.
0: I think it's one of the best jukebox musicals ever. You, truly? I do.
1: Wow. Okay, I'm going to need you to talk to me about that off mic because, okay. uh, yeah, I have a, I have a guest on a future episode who's also loved it. And I think that whole show is garbage. Oh, really? I think it's bad. I think it's bad. Oh. I do- Okay, cool. Cool. We'll talk. I think it's bad. I admire the effort. I think the execution is terrible. Okay. It's one of those things where I'm like, you can't do 20 different issues because you give five minutes oh, to each of them and you do disservice to all of them.
0: Let me be... I want to be clear if I can. I saw this in Boston when okay. I was out of town.
1: I guarantee you nothing changed between Boston And, and I right. think
0: that was the issue because all the notes that I had for it in Boston... Because I didn't see it on Broadway. I heard that those notes were still there. Yeah. Nothing got changed. There was a whole character you could have gotten rid of.
1: There were 20 characters you could have gotten rid of. And I think that show has seven characters. Speaking of which, should we talk about The Outsiders? (laughs) What do you want to say? Well, okay. So let's just put a cap in the fall because there's so much we haven't talked about. We've gone on so much off topic. I'm sorry. I saw Harmony at the Yiddish Theater.
0: Okay. I'm seeing it next week. We will talk. Okay.
1: My inside sources tell me that a lot has changed between the Yiddish theater and Broadway. God bless. They've had 25
0: fucking years to fix this.
1: I know. Barry Manilow is not a musical theater writer. Copacabana should have taught us that. Do yes. you see
0: Laney Kazan do Copacabana?
1: I've seen Lanny Kazan do a lot of things. <laughs> Continue on. At the Yiddish theater, mm-hmm. I thought that production had two things in its favor. Okay. It had the boys. It had the six harmonists who are all very handsome. And very talented. Speaking of Newsies, it's sort of like the fandom for that show is like the fandom for Newsies grew up a little bit. And you're like, oh, now they're in tuxedos. <laughs> they what? took a shower, Crutchy. Yeah, which, which I'm not mad about. I I am more of a Harmony boy than a Newsie boy. I don't want a dirty page boy. I want a man in a tuxedo who will give me some champagne and then we have a nice, dirty time.
0: Beautiful time
1: for you. Absolutely. Uh, and the other thing I'll say is it is some of Warren Carlyle's best choreography since After Midnight. Not all of it. Good for him. Some of it. I, I saw Harmony right after I saw Music Man, mm-hmm. and to have Music Man where it was Warren Carlyle being like, I never met a twirl I never liked. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Music Man was nothing but twirling, and it pissed me the fuck off. And then I saw Harmony. Where I'm like, I don't love all of this, but every now and then you have a really laser focused idea. And you execute it beautifully in a show that I don't think works,
0: but like the you, show itself you don't think is working
1: no I don't I don't. And I don't know the whole journey. I know they did a production in LA, which my dad saw many years ago, and he sort of liked it. Chip Zion's role, which also talked about leading actor in a musical, that role did not exist in previous incarnations. Uh-huh. that that is a new That's thing. New. it being a, like a memory musical. I love is a giving new thing. chip more work. I'm all for about giving chip work. I remember seeing it at the Yiddish theater, and I love Chip. I mean, he's, he's the he's baker. He's brilliant. He's a he's, talented man. He's the fucking baker, you know? He's Mendel. He's he's Mendel. And for me to say that over Brandon Urenowitz, who, you know, can also finger me anytime he wants.
0: Is Brandon, is Brandon aware of this? <laughs> well, no, he is now.
1: Brandon doesn't know I exist. It's fine. Uh, I love saying things about people who don't know I exist. It gives me such freedom. But... Chip in Harmony at the Giddish Theater. I was like, I love you, and I love the passion you have. Like, he, you're, like you're a 70s, 80s actor where it's like, it's, you're leaving it all on the floor. Yes, yes. In theory, I love that. But in a production where, like, it doesn't truly support that, in my opinion. I don't know if they've changed anything about that since then. But it's it, imagine, if you will, Alice and Emily in Sideshow giving that performance in a production of a Sam Gold Fun Home. Mm. Where it's like... One of these things is not like the other. stick out. Exactly. Okay. That's how I felt at the Yiddish Theater. Okay. Many people have spoken highly about him on Broadway. So he's definitely in the conversation for the Tonys. Great. He might get nominated again. Also, he's never been nominated before.
0: Which He is really huge, hasn't,
1: has he? He hasn't, which is a huge narrative
0: to wow. think about. He won't win. Believe me, he won't win. You don't think they'd be like a, hey, legacy? Harmony's
1: got to be running by May for him to win. Okay. And I don't think it will be. I That talk about a show that I think will be closed by the spring, unless they find a million angel investors, because they're not doing well right now, I don't think they'll do well after the New Year. If Here Lies Love closes before New Year's, Harmony's closing before, you know, Valentine's Day. Okay. Um, okay. And so, which is why I'm sort of like, I think Hell's Kitchen should maybe wait for the Barrymore so Boop can go into the Schubert.
0: And that Boop is definitely coming in, the Betty Boop thing?
1: That is what I've been told.
0: Okay, okay.
1: But again, grain of salt.
0: And I told you now the Majestic is back in play?
1: Yes, you were the one who told me that uh, the crew renovating the Majestic has been told they need to get it done by February.
0: And I'm like, what's going in? Exactly.
1: I wonder, I wonder. Well, apparently the palace now is going to be ready for the new year because they got something coming in.
0: Shit, I wonder what it's going to (sighs) be.
1: I don't know. Again, everyone is... everyone's got intel it's all wrong and it's all right
0: you know what show i am excited about coming in this season limpica i okay i'll, I'll tell you a story tell me a story i man. went to NAMT six years ago uh-huh and it got awful i mean like the shows that year were like you just sat there and you were like oh my god who thinks this is a good idea welcome to NAMT. and um limpica went up there and i gotta tell you man it was incredible 45 fucking minutes. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. I've never seen this before. It ended and people in the audience were like, more, do more. Literally. Yeah. Shouting at these fucking actors being like, give us other stuff to see. So many people rushed to those writers afterwards and yeah. it was the best thing ever. So I'm very excited about Limpico.
1: I know nothing about it. Oh, I, I, great. The only thing I really know about it. First of all, Chafkin's directing. Great. Wonderful visualist. Yeah. Uh, Eden is the lead. She did it at the Yeah. She's fabulous. Natalie Joy Johnson did mm-hmm. it at La Jolla. Mm-hmm. She is a gay icon. Mm-hmm. She has become the new Patty Le at La Mouche in yes. New York with yes. her yes. Q bar yes. now Green Room 42 show yes. with Friend of the Pod, Brian Nash. Yes. So I'm very excited for her to come back to Broadway. I again, I'm just excited for the spring in terms of all these shows were like thing there's potential. And I just hope that they put in the work to really get it to the point it needs to get to.
0: That's what's getting you, isn't it? The fact that, like, people go, that's good enough. Yeah, truly. We got a standing
1: ovation in Atlanta. We got a standing ovation in La Jolla. I'm like, that's not good enough for me.
0: Well, yeah, they're spending a lot of money on it.
1: Why would they want to have a bad time? Sondheim talks about this in Broadway the Golden Age. He's like, everything gets a standing ovation because it's so expensive. They want to believe they saw something special.
0: I don't disagree with him at all on that point.
1: I disagree with him taking a shit on my chest. But other than that besides that very copacetic with the opinions absolutely he loved the whiz more than i ever did but other than that he loved whizzing on you or he loved the whiz both Ah, that's he, wonderful he whizzed on me while we watched diana ross sing in the whiz when i Sp- think of home speaking of the spring the whiz is coming the in. the whiz is coming in thank god yeah thank god i love the whiz but have you seen the
0: feedback from this tour no what oh no don't ruin this for me what tell me i'm here i'm here I'd rather rip the Band-Aid off, Matt.
1: I hope Miss Williams, our director for The Wizard of the National Tour, is listening because I got to say, talk about, like, don't take audiences into account. Like, read what the faggots on the internet who are faceless and have nothing to lose are saying. Because that – truly, that is where you got to take your your bread and butter because when people are not in the room with you – when they think that they've got nothing to lose and they're faceless and they can be you, nasty that's where you got to be a, you got to take a little bit of it into account
0: do you think the producers go look there's going to be 5% of pissy homos that are not going to be happy with no matter what we do let's just try to pee- appease the people from trenton
1: no be, well yes i think that's what they are doing but hal prince once said i'm not interested in giving an audience what they want i'm interested in giving them what they don't realize they want the online discourse of The Wiz right now from the National Tour is basically that it looks ugly. Mm. The book is a mess. Mm-hmm. Everyone's singing The House Down, which is like, of course, like, that has sort of become the new, like, but of course. Yeah. If if there's one thing I will say, we have a talent pool where the vocals are lovely. Maybe not as thrilling as Alice singing I Want Mine or Patti Lapone saying I Want to be Rainbow High, but – piercing enough where it's like yeah no it's clean it's
0: beautiful it's wonderful we don't have specialness we don't have weirdness where's the fucking passion though where's listen the warmth to her, where is the warmth listen to her sing rainbow high listen to them sing sideshow i'll even give you fucking defying gravity and popular whatever yeah. that's fine but all i hear now is i'm going to stand center stage i'm going to show you my vocal technique mm-hmm and everyone's going to lose their shit. I'm like, where's the passion? Where's the story? Because what's most interesting is this: you know who become stars? The people that are unique, the weirdos. So, yeah. So why is everyone trying to sound like one person when the person who is unique that is standing out is the one making more money than everybody? How does that work? I have said before: if a young Adina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth
1: went into Telsey right now, they would not get cast. They wouldn't even it. get into the building. No, they wouldn't
0: even into the fucking building.
1: No, no, no. Uh, Give me my cookie cutter. You want to know how you know? this is the part of me that is actually truly an asshole I sat there at Hell's Kitchen watching an audience be tepid for two and a half hours and then rise to their feet at the end and then like walk out and go wasn't that fabulous and I sat there and I was walking out and I, was, I was getting a little angry because I was like that's not how you were acting until that last moment but then I also went in a year's time you will forget this show and sure. I and I know that and I know that you will I just have to wait because when something is truly special when something is a real moment and I've had those in that specific Newman Theater. I remember seeing Fun Home mm. in that theater. Yeah. And an audience walking out and being like and I and
0: we all first just water went sweep.
1: Was that the that of the Newman?
0: Yeah.
1: Go figure. Um seeing Hamilton, which was actually it was um what's his face's first performance. Lynn was out taking notes. He was actually sitting right behind me. Javier? Um, no. Yeah, Javier. Yeah. It was Javier's first performance as Hamilton. And even though like it wasn't fully there it was 85 percent there and the audience walked out we were like we're seeing something that's gonna this is gonna go somewhere you can feel it as frank rich says in his dream girls review when broadway history is being made you can feel
0: yeah, it yeah
1: and people always want to believe that they're seeing something special that they're seeing the new thing and they'll tell you they want to
0: be special they'll
1: always tell you they'll always say it i'm like you want to know something you will know when you see something truly incredible because you're obsessing about this show right now in less than a year, you will forget about it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: I don't mean to throw the children under the bus. I really don't. I love the passion of the teenagers. I was a theater geek myself, and the things that I love that I've forgotten it's about It's wonderful. This. But the kids who loved Heathers, and then loved Mean Girls, and then loved Be More Chill, and then Beetlejuice, and then Jack a Little Pill, and then The Prom, and, and now Back to the Future. I'm like, you're going to forget about this show in six months
0: because you forgot about the last show six months after. Oh, Yeah. They get obsessed with one thing. That's what they live, eat, sleep, and breathe. And then, if it was really that good, you wouldn't be forgetting it so fast when the new one comes along. Absolutely. I saw
1: Violet with Sutton Foster three times in the four months that that show ran. I'm sorry. It was a limited roundabout run. <laughs> but I still remember the first night I saw it because I didn't. I don't know. I did not know Violet super well when mm-hmm. I first saw it, mm-hmm. and I've talked about this on the podcast. I knew some of it, but not super well. When Sutton is having her sort of breakdown in the chapel and then the priest starts to walk away and she shouts, look at me. No one will look at me. I will never forget that moment.
0: Actors want direction. I think a lot of directors are afraid. Yeah. Nowadays. And they don't know what to do when they get pushback. And I don't think pushback is necessarily a bad thing. No. I think that means you have to clarify what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, and there's all... Do you remember when they did... um, Uh, uh, a delicate balance yes and it was Glenn Close and John Lithgow and who was the director Pam McKinnon yeah and that I heard was frightful that she would give direction and Glenn Close would go I don't want to do that and she'd go okay yeah and I'm like well have a conversation tell Glenn just try
1: it Glenn yeah you don't have an Oscar yet (laughs) Don't you
0: fucking come for me, bitch! Glenn, you got other shit to be worrying about right now.
1: I know you want a Tony for Sunset, but everyone agrees you're the third best Norma on stage. Who's the first to go Go ahead and name him? On stage? Yes, now. Betty! And two? Patty in her final three months. Number four? Petula Clark. If that's the truth you want to believe. (laughs) That's your religion, sir. Let me also be very clear. I detest the stage musical of Sunset Boulevard, so I don't fucking care.
0: Okay, so we got all of those coming in. We haven't even talked about any
1: of the plays. Well, well, uh, well. Okay. Okay. Well, because also because the plays this season, it's honestly truly sparse. Uh, I saw Jaja's African hair braiding. Saw so I, I hear it f- fabulous. So fucking fabulous. delightful. Fabulous. The last ten minutes are a bit of a. It's not a twist. It's a curveball in a sense where I'm like, I don't think that the play has earned these ten minutes. Okay. It's not bad, but it's it's a very different play than the rest of it. But overall, you had a good time. At, very lovely time. It's also the best ensemble work so far this year. This those is great. This those is women great. are. God, they're all dynamite. Uh Pearly Victorious, also very lovely. Revival. Yes. Uh, at the moment that is the front runner for Revival, although we got Doubt coming in with Mama Tyne. That's not gonna get it's gonna get nominated because they're Oh, it got nominated, but Revival will Play right now we got Pearly Victorious and Doubt. But yeah, those Pearly
0: Victorious reviews, come on. Uh Pearly
1: was probably gonna win Revival. Yeah. Tyne could win actress because that role in Tyne.
0: It's her and Lee of Schreiber?
1: Yes. My issue is that Scott Ellis is the one directing it. And he is very hit and miss for me.
0: Yeah. I do not disagree with that statement. And it's roundabout.
1: But we digress. Are there any other revivals of a play?
0: Oh, Uncle Vanya. The Heidi Shrek Uncle Vanya. That could be interesting. But it's Sam Gold, right? No. No, it's Lily. Lily Neuberger. Oh, fine. Great. Oh, I love her work. Yeah. We'll see. I love her work. We'll
1: see. I don't think Sam Gold's got anything this season. No,
0: he does. He does have something coming in. I can't remember what the hell it is right now, but he does. And it's a revival of something, which makes me nervous.
1: Let's look this up. Um, are you sure it's not off-Broadway?
0: I don't think so. I think it's something coming into new, uh, on Broadway.
1: Okay. I'm going to keep looking. You keep talking. Yeah.
0: Um, so there's that. Then, of course, we have Teresa Rebeck's new comedy. I need that. I need that. I no, I Um, need that. And unless it's a script doctor, (laughs) I don't know if she really needs it. No, Um, I need that. With Danny DeVito and Lucy DeVito, who can't wait to see that. I I love Danny DeVito on stage. I think he's just so freaking. Danny DeVito is a fucking
1: national treasure.
0: We have Sarah Paulson coming in with appropriate.
1: Yes, Uh, we have Rachel McAdams and Mary Jane.
0: Yeah, we also have Aubrey Plaza in Danny in the Deep Blue Sea. Right, that's off Broadway. That's off Broadway. Is that going to come in? I would not be surprised, uh-huh. but stranger things have happened. It's
1: true. Well, okay. So let's also be very clear. Let Here here are some things that are currently running, mm-hmm. whether it's an older show, an in-preview show, or a show that's about oh, to start preview. Uh-huh. Here are some theaters that I can see being opened in the spring. Mm-hmm. Hate to say it, St. James, spam a lot. Mm-hmm. The Booth, Kimberly Kimbo, I love her dearly. She's actually doing pretty well right now. Yep. I don't think she's going to make it past March. Which is fine. If she can turn, if she can return 70% of her investment, I consider that a fucking win.
0: In this day and age, yes. Absolutely. Yes.
1: But that's another. Um, Nothing is announced for the Golden in in the spring uh, after Shark is Broken, God Bless leaves. But I, that is what I understand Operation Mincemeat is going into. Okay. Something else could go in there at any given point. Yep. Uh, The Belasco has uh, How to Dance in Ohio coming in god bless that thing will be gone in the spring
2: oh
1: no it, i don't know anything about it i sorry, to, Ohio. i listened to one song it was fine it's i have nothing against the show i'm just i'm sorry when you see a four a, a three-leaf clover you're like you're a three-leaf clover you're getting plucked and going into a bouquet for you know a thanksgiving arrangement um Harmony, I'm so sorry. Like, unless they have a heroized love situation where they can get an angel investor to keep them running for a long time, I don't see them making it. to th- Barry Manilow he can't give a dollar. No, they look at their last two weeks of previews; they have not done well. Um, it's just not. It's not unless Manilow himself is like, I will put in millions to keep this thing running till the Tonys. But that's a long time from now. They open soon.
0: And what's the benefit? What's the benefit at this with, point? with with a spring that is so jam packed with look, new scores? Look, dude, you got it to hear. Let's yeah. move on.
1: You you're gonna you're gonna open it after 25 years. Just, Congratulations! Yeah, take have your cigar and, and go. Yeah, and the people who have their probably debuts in that show, congrats. Um, I think they have a choreography nomination come in their way. Chip could get a best Good. actor nomination. I, I would love that. I'm not even convinced they've got a score or book nomination coming. Not with all the scores and books coming in the spring. That'd be tough. That's tough. We've got suffs coming in the spring.
0: Suffs. The Hillary Clinton musical.
1: Yep. Which I did not see it at the public. The night I was supposed to go, they had to cancel due to COVID. What I understand is that they did a lot of work between the public and now. Great. She, they convinced her to step out. Great. For a workshop. So she could just be the writer. Great. That's good. Good. Yeah, And she did the thing. At least I hope so. That is what I was told. Um, And she is such a smart, empathetic, talented woman. Yes. I can't imagine... Her not being like, I want to make the
0: best thing possible. Yes. Yes. This is good stuff.
1: Absolutely. Uh, the Outsiders mixed reviews out of town, but they're coming in. Angelina Jolie is the lead producer.
0: Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Because you know, that's really what you want is a nice stable producer.
1: But the one that I think right now is to beat is The Notebook.
0: To beat. For Best Music. Yeah. Score is am- amazing. Yeah. Score is amazing.
1: I've heard nothing from it.
0: Oh, really? It's good. It's very good.
1: You are you are not alone in telling me this. Yeah. I've heard. First of all, it got rave reviews out of town. Yeah. You're not the first person to tell me that that score is great. Uh, I know Ryan Vasquez a little bit. We've we've done a lot of Q and As together for Broadway okay. Plus, and the fact that he chose that over Water for Elephants and The Outsiders tells me something.
0: Yeah. Then you also have Water for Elephants coming in. Yeah. Which, which good reviews? I don't know. In Atlanta, got.
1: I think the reviews were fine. Okay. I don't remember the reviews being like brilliant. Move it now. Again, it was one of the things that were like sold out at at the Alliance. Standing ovations, and it's like great.
0: And so, so did Bull Durham. Where's that?
1: So did fucking, you know, K pop. Uh, I again, I saw 20 minutes out of the presentation. Potential. Happy to have Isabel Michaela back on Broadway. Yes, happy, brilliant. Happy to have fucking Paul Alexander Nolan back. Yes. That man, if that man does not get a Tony nomination in my lifetime.
0: Oh, he will. He's so good. He's so fucking good. He has
1: always been amazing.
0: He's so good. He has
1: either had a prime role in a show where he's not the biggest role, or he's been the best thing in a terrible thing.
0: Yeah. No, he's so good. No, wait. Everybody's talking about Jamie, right? Isn't that coming in or no? No. That's dead. No, what's the other one? My son's a queer? My son's a queer. Yeah. That's coming in. That's coming in.
1: That'll Um, That'll be play eligible.
0: Maybe Guys and Dolls.
1: That keeps... The first rumor I heard about Guys and Dolls was that they were looking to uh, give the producers of Here Lies Love $2 million to keep the, out, uh, the outline of the theater the way it is, and they would go in. And then a friend of ours—won't say the name—said that that wasn't the case, that mm. they were actually looking at the retail space underneath the newly renovated palace. Okay. And that they were going to try to do something there. Okay. Now it just may not come in. I don't know. Okay. Um, revival of Musical is interesting because right now it's between Merrily and Cabaret. The Wiz, as far as I'm aware, is dead on arrival. Spamlot is sort of filler.
0: It, it, it'll go to Merrily.
1: Yeah. Tommy, I've oh, heard. Tommy. Well, so Tommy's coming into the Nederlander. Got very strong reviews out of town. Yeah. Sold out business. Yep. It's coming in. It's They're going to the Nederlander, which is, you know, that theater can either do really well or it can be really terrible. It's a tough fucking space. For every new and rent, you got a Honeymoon in Vegas Amazing Grace. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, a tough space. Yeah. That is – the thing about that space is that if you are a show that doesn't necessarily – it doesn't matter where you go, you can go in there and you'll do well. Lehman yeah. Trilogy did well there in the yeah. height of COVID. It's got to be a destination vent, you think. Exactly. In the same way like the Jones or the Belasco. It's like if you have the sauce and you go in there, people will come. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. if you need people to, like, notice you, that's not where you go. No. Um but I think Tommy, I think, will come in, and I think Tommy will do well. I think Tommy will get nominations.
0: It'll have a nice box office. I don't think it'll win. I think this is Merrily's. I think there's a lot. It's a lot.
1: If m- the moment Merrily announces it's going till June, which it absolutely will, once they announce they're going till June, they will win.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I haven't even seen it yet. but Oh, absolutely. Looks, it's going to be vindication for him. Yeah. And I think that has a huge part in all mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Yeah. You can't separate that stuff. And once they win, we'll stop
1: feeling obligated to award every Sondheim revival every time. Uh, Because we awarded company, rightfully so, of those three nominees. Uh, We didn't give it to Sweeney, rightfully so. But like, then we'll give it to Marilyn and be like, you know, we're done. We're done. You know. Yes. Bart share, give us your night music at the Beaumont and it'll be five hours long.
0: Is that coming in?
1: That is what I've been, I've been told that Bart is doing Night Music. That's his next Lincoln Center thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. let me be clear.
0: Night Music, I
1: love. Uh-huh. It's a nearly perfect musical, in my opinion.
0: I would A, ne- ha- a nearly perfect, is that what you said? Yeah. yeah.
1: That, bu- that book is ironclad. You can't penetrate it. Mm-hmm. Hugh Wheeler, in my opinion, has three fucking rock-solid books. Night Music, Sweeney, and his 70s Candide. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I just... Uh... It's going to be a tough one. Well... I think, I, I think that's going to be... I don't want
1: Bart for it. But I also don't know who else I'd want to direct it. I'm also
0: like... You want to see another show about rich people having rich people problems? Sure. <laughs> God, okay, great. What I'll the? Take, fu- f- I'll take it MTC. What the fuck is Bridgerton or Gilded Age? You know? I go, Put uh, it in my veins. Like, I go see a fucking MTC show. And it's always the same thing. It's like... That's different. I don't different. know if I should go with Knopf... Or or with Penguin no. Press, how how, how am di- I going to
1: publish my book? How dare you tie a little night music to Manhattan Theater Club? That is more hateful than the police I at, heard. at Stonewall. <laughs> I heard our mother had a brief affair. <laughs> like,
0: Go it's that, fuck it's, yourself. It's that shit. Summer nineteen seventy
1: six. Whatever the fuck it's called. Chardonnay. Yes. And I listen. Manhattan Theater Club produces a lot of good shit. They did. You excited to see Lauren Ambrose as Desiree? Why not? Um, supposedly it's Blanchett, but I want Naomi Watts. That's been I've been Kate on,
0: Blanchett is is Desiree Arnfeldt. Oh, well, but well
1: again, I think we're I think it's radio signals getting mixed because Blanchett was rumored to do it with Julie Andrews with Scott Rudin producing like pre-COVID. Uh, that was the rumor pre-COVID. Now I'm being told like, oh no, it's still Blanchett at Lincoln Center and Bart's directing it. I'm like, I don't know how much of this is true or how much of this is just fucking like mixed signals from you know. Titanic's radio um but that is what i heard take it with a grain of salt again i don't know i don't want bart necessarily for it because i don't think bart's a comedic director and you need someone who's funny i don't think bart is a sexy director and you need someone who wants fucking he's a stylish director so
0: it'll look pretty yeah i'm trying to think though but who like who is that person you're talking about
1: Michael Blake Moore in the late 90s. That's that, well, that's he's what, 112. So I, I don't know if he's coming. He's about to die. Um I don't know who else I'd want. Is, is the truth? I uh, I mean you need some- Jessica Jack Stone? Brian? No. No. No, no. I enjoyed Shucked enough, but what What he did- I like
0: about Jessica's work and I don't mean this in a pejorative way. It's like blue collar. Yeah. And I love that. So I'm curious. Well, maybe she can do that. Well, she's
1: also, she's, she's very Mantello to me in the sense that, that she's really good with actors. She's
0: a great director. She's, she's a great a director really of great actors. Director.
1: Yeah. Um, like what she does with that company of Kimberly and I'm like, great. I would love to see what you do with the company for Night Music. Great. Okay. I'll um, buy that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if she's, and I will say if you watch what she does with Water for Elephants, there is a style to that. Great. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's she she's very it's
0: very inventive visually, but this all might be a moot point because it sounds like it's a Bart Shear is attached to this in some way, shape. I or mean, form. it's Lincoln Center, but <laughs> you feel you feeling okay about that? Oh, Bart, you want to do Hallelujah, baby? <laughs> By all means, God. cast Benanti. He's one that I'm like. I'll be honest with you. I loved when he first came on the scene. Yeah. Oh, Piazza. Piazza? And uh, he did Joe Turner's Come and Gone. I remember. And it was he, brilliant. He proved all the haters wrong when they were like, yep. why is a white man directing this? I don't know, because fucking August Wilson's wife said it was okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she would have known better than anybody. And, and
1: and Wilson at his best, like, it doesn't matter who directs him. Yeah,
0: it's, yeah. ugh. Then South Pacific. South Pacific was so great. So good. Yeah. And then we got My Fair La- No, King and I was in between. Yeah.
1: I don't love his work on Bridges. I think Bridges is half of a
0: brilliant musical and half of a dull musical. Uh, yeah. I do not disagree with that at all. All those people fucking sitting and watching. Like, what the fuck are you doing? My hot take on Bridges
1: is that it should be 100 minutes and it should be them. It should just be them. Matt,
0: I have said that so often. It should be a two-character musical. It should be a chamber piece. Yep. You don't need the fucking woman sitting on the stool playing the guitar. No. It's you a don't... lovely song, but you don't No, need no, no, them. no. It's lovely, and they all did a good job and stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, why do I have to keep going back to this fucking pig fair this is, every 20 well, minutes?
1: Well, so this is this is my pitch on Bridges. You open it with her and her family and all that shit. He comes in, and it's just it's them for 80 minutes. And you get swept up in their relationship. Yeah, that's all you want. And you're like, absolutely run away with him. And then her family comes back and you're reminded of, yeah. like, the connection she has. And that is what brings you back to reality. Great. I'll take that. And, th- yeah, that's all you need. But it was, it's they were just trying to do so much. Um, and, and Bart tried to do this whole thing of, like, your town is watching. I'm like, this isn't. No, no, they're not. They're not. They're not watching.
0: They got their own problems.
1: Yeah, this is not Grover's Corners. This is fucking. Oh, is Our
0: Town coming in? The Kenny Leon Our Town? That's
1: next season. Ah, okay. That yeah. talk that was supposed to be Bart Share uh, directing Dustin Hoffman. That's not happening anymore. Now no, it's I, Kenny Leon. I
0: think I'm okay with this decision.
1: But yes, I will. I am interested to see what Kenny Leon does with that, because um, it'll be hard to erase the memory of Cromer's revival, which was
0: truly beautiful. Oh, it was bre- it was breathtaking and, and brilliant,
1: and took a show that we all knew so well and was done in a way we all knew. Yeah, and still made it so good, different and 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 powerful. Um. Kenny's working Pearly Victorious. Did you see Pearly Victorious?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I so I was talking to someone today about this. Kenny, for me as a director, is someone where I'm like I don't I think do. that he necessarily is like a visionary. He is someone who, when he has material that is good, and has a cast that is right for their roles, he's he's really good at subtly steering that ship. I don't oh, think of him. Yeah, yeah. I don't think of him as a visionary. So his Pearly is really wonderful. I wish he was a more inventive director of farce. Because it would make that just be a ten out of ten for me. Right mm. now, it's more of like a nine, maybe eight point five out of Pretty ten. Pretty good though. Pretty good. Carrie Young right now is my f- front runner for featured actress in a play. Love that. I love that. She's gonna. She, can you think of anyone else who's been nominated three times in a row, year after year after year? No. Because she's gonna be,
0: and she might I win. I think That's amazing. Yeah, I think that's amazing.
1: I need her. I need her to become one of our leading ladies of Lori Metcalf.
0: Was she nominated three years back to back? Wasn't she? Well, she won
1: Doll's House and Three Tall Women back-to-back, I'm pretty sure. No. That that counts the nomination, right? Yeah, that counts. Was Hillary and Clinton the year after Three Tall Women? I guess so.
0: Yeah. I guess Lori is three back-to-back. Yeah. Carrie Young and Lori Metcalf, they're two peas in a pod. I love... Hey, that's the odd couple I really want to see. Motherfucker. That's the odd couple I want to see. But no, this is... That's the Days of Wine and Roses I want to (laughs) see. Take all my money for that one. Take all my money for that one. No, that's... I'm trying to think. I think... What else? Is there anything else that we haven't talked about that's coming oh, in? Oh,
1: plenty. Uh, I mean, we didn't really talk about How to Dance
0: in Ohio, mostly because I don't know much about it. Uh, it got it got good reviews. It's... I, I think, like you said, it'll be one of those, unfortunately... Um, you know what? Prove me wrong. Yeah. Just prove me wrong. Make it make it a big hit. Okay.
1: Well, so... Okay. <laughs> talk to me... Okay. Let's go for this.
0: Yeah. When's Spider-Woman coming in? <sighs>
1: Well, Ariana left it, so we who knows? So never. So never. Um, I'm going to give you my five nominees for Best Musical. Great. Uh, I'm going to say Notebook number one, Front Runner. Uh Because also I think my hot take is Marianne Plunkett from everything I've heard. Yes, yes. She's our Front Runner for Actress in Musical. Give
0: that woman another fucking Tony. She deserves it. She's one of our... She's a fucking American legend. She's
1: an American legend. She's one of our best... Stage actresses. Yes, she's so good. She hasn't done a musical in decades. I'm so excited. She beat so Patty LaPone out to replace Bernadette in Sunday in the Park with George, when she was a fucking nobody. Is that true? Yeah, she was a replacement. She replaced Amanda Plummer and Agnes of God on Broadway, and went from that into replacing Bernadette in Sunday. But in the Patty Park. wanted it. Patty talks about it in her memoir. I... She went in. Patty went in to audition for Bernadette's replacement. The story she tells is she goes in and she's singing it. And sometimes, Ernie goes, "Oh God, are you going to belt the whole thing?" Oh my God! Listen, this is Patty Laphon we're talking about. Woman has never met a garbage can that didn't slight her. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Patty Laphon goes up to a stop sign and she goes, "What do you mean by that?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Okay, okay, cool. But Marianne replaced great. Um, so she'll be up for supporting lead. Lead. That is what I've been told. Wow, great. That she is a leading role in Love it. it love it. Um, and if she is, she's the winner. Great. Because uh, it would be her, Kelly, for Days of Wine and Roses, which is Kelly at her most messy since South Pacific. That's exciting, though. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I've I've been waiting for Kelly to be messy I mean, to the again. voter.
0: To a voter that might excite them.
1: But also, I think Days of Wine and Roses will be closed by then. So I don't... And also, that show is just... In addition to it being a bummer, it's a first draft. Uh, the exciting thing is that she and Brian, he is great, and he makes her be greater because of that. He's so good. He's always good. He is always good. And I do like Kelly. I want to remind people of this when they get to a future episode. Uh, I, I do know. like Kelly a lot, know. but I will never forgive her for singing I Hate Men and Kiss Me Kate like a TED Talk. But who told her to do that? Scott Ellis. But also, you can't tell Kelly nothing these days. She's like, I'm sorry. I am Kelly O'Hara. Ohura? I am Kelly O'Hara." <laughs> You do not tell me not to do what I don't want. Um, In the same way that, like... But I think that they're both sort of... She and Patty are both sort of, like, uh, chicken bottoms in that way. It's a game of chicken. Where it's like, they come at you and they go, No, 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 I want to do what I want. And then you have to come forward and be like, No, 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 I'm telling you. Oh, shit. Pam McKinnon. Glenn Close was giving you a game of chicken. She says, I'm not doing that. And you go, Okay, Glenn, how many Oscars do you have?
0: Ooh. Ooh, this is is where it gets good.
1: Yeah, listen. I don't care who the fuck you are. You need to keep doing things that push you and scare you. Yes. And if you come at me with, I know what I'm doing, it's like, no, you don't. No one ever does. No, no,
0: God. No, nobody knows. No one ever does. Nobody knows.
1: But I think actress and musical right now, we got Kelly. We got Gail for Cabaret. Yeah. We got Marianne for The Marianne. Note- for the Notebook. Um, we've got Eden for Lempica. Mm, oh. Shay- Shayna for Soofs. Uh, I will. I hope Izzy Michaela is up for Water for Elephants.
0: Oh, I if, if Eden Espinosa's in this mix, yeah, is, that's a big.
1: Is Lindsay gonna be up for leading or supporting for Marilyn Is the question.
0: If they were smart, supporting. That's what I think too. If they were smart about it, but who knows? She's I already mean, got her fucking Tony. I know. She also might be like, I don't give a shit. They've where also I go. they've been smart up
1: until now. marilyn has been very smart about how they've been doing it because they too. also have not been putting any of them separately for promos. It's always been the three of them. so good. It's yeah. so smart. It's this, so smart.
0: Whoever's... I don't know who the producers are, so please forgive me. Whoever's producing it is producing it so smartly. Yeah.
1: Because, like, they go on Kelly Clarkson and it's them together. Oh, it's um, so good. It's so good. I think they've gone separately on Colbert, but other than that, it's them together. Sonia Friedman is, is the head producer brilliant. on that. Very brilliant. But, you yeah, know, it's it's the Maria's whole... Maria's sister, right? Yeah. The whole marketing has been, like, it's about the three of them, which... like Genius. To Genius. go to what you were saying earlier... I don't think much is different about this production from London and, and when they did it at the Huntington. It's just that the three of them have such chemistry that it sells great, it.
0: Great. I love it. Um, that's what you want. That's what abso- you want. Absolutely. Uh,
1: sorry. Musical. I said The Notebook. mm mm-hmm. uh,
0: You have The Notebook. You have Suffs. I said Suffs. Water for Elephants. Water for Elephants.
1: I'm going to say The Outsiders. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to say uh, Operation Mincemeat the, when that
0: announces and comes in. So that's closing out How to Dance in Ohio.
1: Yes. I think How to Dance in Ohio is going to be a nothing nominee.
0: So to- that's not part of the conversation.
1: No. Um, I think score what we have uh, we've got Outsider, uh, we've got uh, The Notebook, Suffs, Lampika, Days of Wine and Roses, and then either Here Lies Love or um, Water for Elephants for number five.
0: And Here Lies Love will not be a best musical nominee. I don't think so. So you're closing out, and once upon a one more time, right? That would count. It counts as the best musical, yeah. But those anything that opened past, I'm sorry, before 2024, you're closing out. Yeah. Okay.
1: Those are my those are my musical nominees. Um, my actor nominees. Okay, actor nominees. I'm also I'm not including Harmony for musical or score. Um, I think Harmony's got a choreography nomination in its future. Great. I think Chip Zion has a best actor nomination Good. possibly. Okay. Maybe one of the harmonists as a supporting actor. Maybe, maybe. Uh, you know, it's tricky because there's so much that is so left unsaid. And we don't know, like, things that did well for people in the past that it depends on the actor and how things happen. Yeah. Well,
0: you know, who knows? But we know that definitely for best actor in a musical, Jonathan Groff, frontrunner, Chip Sign, we'll Chip Sign. Pro- he'll get one. It'll be a legacy one. I mean, yeah. yes, I'm sure he's very legacy. talented, but it's that, Brian Darcy James. Brian Darcy James. Maybe the old guy from the notebook.
1: Maybe the old guy from The notebook. Eddie Redmayne for Cabaret. That's five. That's five. And like we're not even including Grant Gustin for Water for Elephants. We're not including. we will do
0: six. I don't know.
1: No. Yeah. A uh, young kid from Back to the Future. What's his name? Casey likes. He's
0: not. Plus that. the Outsiders.
1: Plus the Outsiders. Whoever's playing Pony Boy. Yeah. The Outsiders. I am very fascinated by because
0: How come? just because I think it could
1: be such a good musical. And the reviews from out of town were encouraging, but not raves. Uh-huh. So again, it's a matter of like, did they do work? Did okay. they do any work on it? Uh, famously, there's no one. There's no men in stuffs. Uh and I the wonder. Whiz, what, there's no leading men. There's no men at all in suffs.
0: No, it's the wiz. The wiz. Oh, the wiz. Oh, no
1: yeah. leading men in the wiz. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, there's Dorothy for leading actress. Uh, if when Hell's Kitchen comes in, there is a leading actress in that who is very lovely. She's got an amazing voice, but I just think that book is rough. It's such a rough book.
0: Now, when you say it's coming in, is that like a definite, or are you are you thinking it's going to come in? You know what I mean? I
1: have been told that they have a theater
0: booked. Okay, so there is a theater booked. Okay. And if you
1: see it at the public, it's the same thing I felt when I saw Hamilton, where I was like, you're basically telling people give us five million more dollars in a larger space, and we'll, and we'll give you the world. Oh, shit. Okay. I don't think that they can cash that check. But that is sort of what they're daring you. And I have felt that same way about Days of Wine and Rose at the, at the Atlantic Roads. Like th- and that's also Michael Greifer. Of like, it feels like you're telling us, give us, you know, hydraulics and we'll give you a better set.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like, I don't think that that's yeah. true. Yeah. Okay. But that's, that's what it felt like. Um, Heart of Rock and Roll, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I know Doyle did it at the Old Globe. I don't know who's going to do it on Broadway. Oh, is Sinatra coming in? I hope not. Would that be?
0: No. I mean, if it
1: comes in, it's not coming in this season. But also, like, I'm sorry. I This is where I'm going to be an asshole.
0: Take it away, asshole. When
1: I tell you that there's a bio jukebox musical about Frank Sinatra that his family has signed off on, directed by Kathleen Marshall, does that sound like something that's going to be dramatically compelling? Does it? No. Think about who no, Frank sir. Sinatra was as a man. No, sir. What his life was like. No, sir. Who he was and what he did. He was a fucking monster. Yeah. And his family, who's trying to protect his legacy. This Again, this is the same fucking dynamic as like... Think about MJ the musical yeah. that his family and estate signed off on. Yeah. They do not acknowledge anything about him that was oh, problematic. Him,
0: the man was a monster talent with some demons yes. and some issues.
1: That they... For, I have not seen it. I refuse to pay money to see it. I will see it if someone gives me a free ticket. But from everything I've understood, that book is basically like their acknowledgement of his demons are sort of like, yeah, we've heard about the people who are trying to bring him down. Never mind. Moving on. Like, that's it. That's it.
0: Amazing. I can't wait. Okay. It's like cool.
1: doing a Roman Polanski musical and being like, he never owned a hot tub. What are you talking about? No. No one He never owned a hot tub That anyone was ever in What are you talking about He's
0: never come back to America Just can't get a good flight <laughs> Exactly
1: He can never book a flight They're
0: always canceling it Isn't damn, that weird Damn Delta Alright let's sing again yeah. um, No that Oh that would be funny Actually a Roman Polanski musical They tried It was called Lolita My Love Oh Oh Jesus That's a rough one I know That's a rough one kids That one's coming in this season Isn't it Lolita My Love Yeah We've been waiting for this one Haven't we Yeah starring James Barber Saint Jean- Oh my god Oh my god <laughs> Oh, my God. Matt Koplik, friends. On no, a roll tonight.
1: On a roll. We went through a whole bottle of wine, y'all. On no, a roll. I hope. I, do, I, don't, I don't desire Sinatra coming in. I don't. But like, you watch Dorothy Loudon do vodka. Oh, yes. Or her coked-out Broadway baby on the Tonys. <laughs> yes. We were just talking about this. I think I have a an episode where I talk about it, too, with her painted legs. You either watch that and you go, my God. Or you watch and you go, I don't get it.
0: But it's given you a choice. It's giving you something. You won't forget it. You won't forget it. You can love it or hate it. And that's how people thought. Of it. And that's what you want. You want. I don't want art where I go, huh? I want to go, I hated them. Or I love them. Yeah. You got to take me to both ends of the extreme. Because all this safe middle ground, okay, is not doing it. Yeah and it's not getting people at the box office and it's not getting a future generation excited cuz all its training now is people going oh uh is acceptable cuz you have adequate is acceptable
1: you have straight plays that come to the to the lip of the stage and go this is important and you're going to feel depressed and if you don't feel depressed this play isn't important yeah. and no one's feeling engaged they feel lectured to yes i'm yes ha- and then you yes. have, and then if musicals that yes. go well we're just trying to hit you over the head with high belting and candy confection
0: musicals and plays you're out you just hit the nail on the head musicals and plays i think now go audiences are stupid yeah so we're going to come out and tell you musicals we can't all you really can understand is when people are yelling loudly so that's all we're going to give you we don't want to tax this too much and same with plays we don't want you to see the opposite side of an issue we don't want to make you think too hard we don't want to do that so we're just going to pat you on the back for taking the right stand of a moral issue congratulations yeah Give me a play that says to me, this is why Donald Trump was the best president ever. Yeah. Give me that play. Give me that play. Challenge me. Yeah. I remember, did you remember, God, what the hell was it called? Not, not American, not American Psycho. American, America? it was- Son. American Son. With Kerry Washington? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, did you see that play?
1: I read it. Where are you going with this?
0: Okay. Would well, you like it?
1: Did I like reading it? Yeah. No. Okay.
0: But, but talk to me. The play was literally 90 minutes of- telling you something that you as an audience already knew. Yeah. Which was, unfortunately, black people are treated mistreated by police officers most yes. of the time, right? 90 minutes of that. And you saw what the ending was a mile away. But throughout the play, mm-hmm. she keeps saying to Jeremy Jordan, who was in it, I think, as, as like another police officer. Yeah. She says, I want to speak to your supervisor. I want to speak to the commanding officer because I know what goes on with police officers. I know how you treat young black men. And he goes let me get my my superior and the guy comes in and he's a black detective mm-hmm. and i'm like now that's the play yeah that's the play she says she's been saying this entire time white cops are racists all cops yeah. are racist now she's facing a cop mm-hmm. who is black now what is she gonna say and what's he gonna say to convince and i thought to myself i'm like this is the fucking play you want to know what makes Sh- the- this is dramatic you
1: want to know one of the one of the best storylines in the first season of handmaid's tale is hmm. it's between elizabeth moss and what's her face from uh zachary levi's old tv show um do you know what i'm talking about did you watch did you watch handmaid's tale yeah yeah but i don't know <laughs> the 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 wife of the commander who's that like who's moss.
0: so good you remember him she was in Zachary Levi. So. I feel
1: like Julianne Moore in 30 Rock. That movie with the girl with the forehead. Yeah. But- <laughs> oh, her. Yes, no. yes, yeah. yeah. he did. But you were the, saying the, yes. the wife of the commander. Yes. Um, because she's a woman in Gilead who is, you know, happy with how it's going yeah. with a handmaid who's like, the fuck is wrong with you? And it's these two, like, they're both women. You know, it's yeah, not yes, sisterhood. Yes, yes,
0: it's two women of opposite ends yes. of the spectrum, and that is conflict. Yes, and that's what. You, and to me, I was like, now that's the play. Going back to American Son, that's the play I want to see. Yeah, how do these two people that have been so oppressed by this police organization? How does one of them work for them? And how do they? I'm like, show me this play. There is. But a, they didn't want to do that.
1: There is a play that's coming up in Problematic, that we talk about. That the play. is. The play. A play. An, a, oh, a, a play. Oh, 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 a play. Yes, an I... actual play that was in New York in the last two years that is in the Problematic series that I think is a brilliant play. What is it? Are you went on to talk about it. I'm curious what the title is. I'll bleep it out. Okay.
0: I didn't see it. You know what it's about, though, right? Yeah, but I didn't yeah. see it. Yet.
1: Uh, just the premise alone, it's like, oh, Jesus, what's, what's going to happen there? But it really, like, it's a challenging play. Good. It really Good. fucks Good. with your sense of empathy. And
0: understanding. That's what you want. I know. That's what you want. I remember reading one of, do you remember Frank Rich's book of reviews that he collected? It's literally sitting behind you on is my Is it really? Shelf. Hot seat? Yeah, it's, it's one r- of the. Rob, it's literally sitting behind you. Oh, Jesus. There he is. I, and you know what? Ghost Light is the book that. I also have that. I tell all my theater students to read because to me, I think it's the most beautiful. Frank Rich is, in my opinion, the best critic the Times has ever had. That is correct. Um, but in this, he's talking about the play Aunt Dan and Lemon that Wallace mm-hmm. Shawn did. Yeah. And he said, what makes that play so fascinating is, is you're watching this free-spirited woman, like uh, like Auntie Mame,
2: mm-hmm,
0: who turns out halfway through to go, you know, the Nazis had some pretty good ideas. And he goes, you could feel a whole audience go, what, what, what? Mm-hmm. I loved you. You mean yeah. you're not, you're complex? And that's what you want. Yeah. Those are the type, and because he talked a lot about that, I think, like in plays in the 80s, where it really was like, nuclear war is wrong. Yeah. Congratulations, everybody. No, show me a play that says nuclear war is absolutely what we need. Yeah. Show me why we need to beat the Russians. I don't know. You know what
1: I mean? Like, show me these plays. That is why David Mamet at the time was such a welcome presence, because he was that kind of person. Yes. He eventually went off the deep end. But there was a sweet spot with Mamet. Yeah. For a minute. For like
0: more than a minute, like 15 years. Yeah. Where he was able to do that uh I think playwrights like him. You're right, and he's gone off the deep end. uh Neil Labute, I also thought used to be a very interesting. There was playwright. a minute. Talk about a minute. There was a
1: minute with Lebute. Yeah. Uh, early Lebute. Shape of Things. Yeah, I i think Fat Pig might have been like the last Lebute. That was a tough one to say. Fat through. Pig or Reasons to Be Pretty. One was which one was which one was the last one? I think f- Reasons to Be.
0: No, wait. Reason was reasons to be pretty, right? Yeah,
1: that was that was the one that was closest yeah. to now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most recent, closest most recent. To now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Th-
0: but th- those are the types of playwrights I like to see. Yeah, I like to be challenged, and that's what drove me crazy about American Son. I'm like, you have a play here, yeah, and you're scared. I think you're well, scared,
1: and that's why I'm very excited. We have Paula Vogel doing Mother Play. Oh. I don't, I know nothing about it other than we got Miss Cherry Jones. She's a good one. Paula Vogel. She, Paula Vogel wrote one of my favorite plays of all time, which is How I Learned to Drive. Such a good play. And, yeah,
0: that's another one. Sympathize with the child molester.
1: Yeah, fucking play with your empathy. Well, and I've talked about that play a little bit and God. I'll and I'll talk about it again when we talk about beep, but um just a play where it's I you, we're not telling you that this person is in the right. We're not telling you that the playwright wants you to empathize. The playwright is opening the door up a little bit to challenge you. Yeah. Because if everything is clear-cut, that doesn't do anything for you. The world is not clear-cut. Why should this moment in- on stage be? Yeah. that—that That is nowhere where drama goes to live narration is where drama goes to die as well and what's fascinating is how i learned to drive has a lot of narration and for some reason in that play it
0: works well it's different it's, it's used very different yeah
1: but like in hell's kitchen there's so much narration like oh so much it's where i'm like there's no drama here it's, well, it's then you have to proud. ask yourself
0: what's the purpose of yeah it? what's when they talk to me what's the purpose of them talking to me
1: and there's narration and prayer for the french republic as well another play where i'm like i liked that play a great deal yeah should be trimmed a bit, and I like Josh Harmon. I think significant other. Oh, might be a better, brilliant, better brilliant play. fucking
0: playwright. Oh yeah. my god, bad ba- Jews, tell,
1: bad Jews. Oh my god, um, play best play this year is going to be interesting because we got Prayer for the French Republic, which honestly at the moment will probably win. It's the most like prestigious of them all. Jaw's African Hair Braiding, which is so fucking delightful. Um, Mother Play, I know nothing about, but it's Vogel. I'm there. Mary Jane did very well at New York Theater Workshop, but who knows what's going to happen here? And it's Rachel McAdams, so God bless. Teresa Re- Rebeck going to sweep the award to the I Need That. If she does, I'm quitting the business. My son's a queer, but what can you do? Uh, did you see Bernhard Hamlet?
0: I did. Or Teresa Re- oh, Okay.
1: I enjoy Janet McTeer. That's nice. Pretty beautiful gowns.
0: That was a play. I loved Teresa Rebeck saying, you know what's not a good play? Hamlet. <laughs> From Teresa Rebeck. If someone knows something about Bad Place. Yeah. You know what that's like? That's like Michael Bay going, you know it's not a good movie? The Apartment. <laughs> eh,
1: too slow. Too slow. I, d- I don't enjoy that there's not a moment where Shirley McLean looks in the camera and goes, I'm about to fuck a married man again. That's
0: morally bad. That's what I really needed. Because otherwise I was just confused.
1: Yeah. Michael Bay goes, there's no explosions. His apartment doesn't blow up. Cow!
0: That's... Actually, that would be a really good movie of The Apartment. For it all just explodes. It just explodes. It just takes you on a journey you weren't expecting.
1: Last that's time... that's what Oppenheimer did. It was to course correct The Apartment. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a Rick McKay of what happened to the Golden Age. Because he's dead. But I'm, I'm trying to. I remember I was at Barbara Belgetty's gynecologist appointment when I heard. Barbara Belgettis <laughs> went to see her gynecologist and Creditor Grove. went. That's a line for a movie. A... <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I, We need that that energy we need that fire and it happens just happens so rarely and what doesn't help is when people go you know it's a coup de théâtre (laughs) (laughs) all of harmony all of i need that all of Anne juliet the turntable of Anne juliet a coup de théâtre
0: (laughs) the next time i see you and i see something i don't like and you ask me how it is i'm gonna be like it was a coup de théâtre i'm gonna start using coup de théâtre more and more yeah, you know. You taught a, me a new phrase. You know
1: what's a coup de théâtre? What's that? Anne Hathaway being a part of the gang in, in Ocean's Eight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what's a coup de théâtre? Film. You know it's a coup? Just th- all a film. All a film. You know what's a coup de théâtre?
1: Hmm. Uh, Scarlett Johansson being dead at the end of Jojo Rabbit. Her feet showing up. That's a coup. That's a coup. That's a real coup de théâtre. I enjoyed that film a great deal. Did you really? I did, and apparently, film people don't like it, but I liked it. Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I liked that. I I it. was liked, good. I liked it a lot. I thought I thought that was a good adapted screenplay. win. I've seen a lot of good films lately, you know what? We haven't been that passionate about anything this season, <laughs> as we've been talking. And I I'm excited for the Notebook, but I'm not I'm not over the moon excited. You know what it is? I'm gonna. I'm be cautiously optimistic.
0: I'm going to sound like such an asshole and please forgive me because I was just talking about this with someone, which is one of my biggest pet peeves is when someone gives me a full on review of something and I'm like, when did you see it? And they go, I never saw it. And I don't like that, but this, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I look at the season and I look at most of these shows and I go, why? Mm -hmm. And that's what what bothers me. Why are we doing this? We've got, why do we need a play about what happens on the set of Jaws? (sighs) And not to, and you know what? And honestly, a valid answer is because it's fucking funny. That's a valid answer to me. That is a valid answer. If it were funny, yeah. I know that's what I'm saying, but like I will even take that as a valid answer. Yeah. But I'm just like, why? Why? Why are we doing these? And before you think that either one of us are
1: assholes, just know that everyone who's working on Broadway feels the same way.
0: Oh, yeah. No one is
1: saying it out loud, but if you are friends with anybody, who works on Broadway and you go to Joe Allen or Bar Centrale? Oh, yeah, us, go to Joe Allen, yeah.
0: Have have a bourbon and they will tell you. Everyone feels it. I was at Joe Allen a couple of days ago and it was literally like a spy movie because you could hear snatches of conversation. You could yeah. hear someone go, "Oh, did you, you know, did you see Water for Elephants?" and then a look over the shoulder and a yeah. look over the shoulder and then dive in and conferring and whispering. You know what I mean? It's, it's I literally was at Joe Allen a few weeks ago
1: and I heard someone talking about the cottage. And Eric McCormick walked in and they shut up hmm. because what they were saying was not positive. And The Cottage is listen, the cottage is not the worst thing I've ever seen. It was perfectly fine and it was different. We haven't seen a Noel Coward-esque play in a long, long time.
0: Great. Someone's given trying something yeah. awesome. Great.
1: The, the writer tried something. Jason Alexander decided he wanted to direct a very different play. Great. They both were decisions. Fantastic. A mostly solid cast. We forget how charming Laura Bell Bundy is. Oh, yeah. Dana Steingold give her another vehicle but you know it was something but this person was not being complimentary towards the show and then mccormick walks in and they shut the fuck up um but again things that everyone's thinking and talking about but just not openly and not in a way that's constructive because the moment you go i want to give you feedback that's not wholly positive but i think it can make you better you're an
0: asshole exactly you're an asshole and I always say that when I direct, which is when I give you a note,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right now you're giving me good and I know you have great yeah. inside you. I know there's great within you. So don't you want me to like help pull you up? So, okay.
1: I, when I wrote my very first tr- screenplay, knowing Eric, I might have placed in a few competitions, no big deal, but <laughs> it's sitting on my desktop folks. That too. Yes. I I read the first page and I thought it was really charming. Thank you. Yeah. Um, when I sent it, I was, I, someone who helped me work on it was, um, the father of a friend of mine who is a successful screenwriter because I wanted his opinion. Yes. And it was, it reminded me very much of like Sondheim and Hammerstein when Hammerstein was like, Sondheim, your first musical, it sucks. If you want to know why, let's talk about it. And he didn't say it sucked. He liked it, but he was like, you've got a lot of work to do. Great. Um, and he's like, and if you want to know why, here it is. And the first thing he said was. Write down everything I say. If you disagree with any of it, that's totally cool. Yes. He's like, however, you need to explain to me why you disagree. Great. Because, he goes, if I give you a, a, a note and you can't defend yourself, yeah. you just like what you did. He's yeah. like, that's not enough.
0: That's not a good, no, no. it's not. I have worked with so many writers, new writers on new shows. And I'm like, you don't get it. Yeah. You don't get it. And I give you criticism to make you better. And it's, oh, well, I liked it that way. But it's not – I'm yeah. reading it from an objective point of view. I'm the audience. I'm telling you. Well – I'm not saying it to hear myself talk. Someone was talking
1: about some show they were working on where it was like a musical where the song – it was a song that totally stopped the show, like a big audience pleaser, but it didn't do anything for the show. Cut it. Yeah, and they the writers wouldn't because it was stopping the show.
0: I think we are going back – I think I think musical theater construction right now is cyclical. I think we're actually going back to the 1920s. Agreed. Where it was like songs come first, mm-hmm. great entertainment comes first, and then the story. Sorry, we're not really working on that right now.
1: That's that is the hell that the YouTube
0: musical concerts hath wrought. Yeah, and that's and that's when con- your so- when your song goes viral. Yeah, and that's what we're dealing with right now, which is I don't think all these people that are working today, I don't think they're any well. Talent and craft, I think, is different, but I don't think what their goal is is any different than the people from the 1920s, no. which was let's put out music that's let's put on a show that entertains. We don't want them thinking too hard. I want to uh,
1: separate Janita Story from that because uh, she she is not that person, and I don't want her mad at me because I think she's the fucking tits, but. She's the exception,
0: not the rule. Oh, there's a handful of writers that are the exception to the rule. Yeah. But, what I'm but saying, I, agree. I agree with you. What I'm saying this is right now, like, if you listen to any of these fucking, like, musical theater writing classes, and I'm like, you no. can't take mu- a writing class? Listen, when I tell you, Shoshana Bean has a number in the
1: second act of Hell's Kitchen. When I tell you that it brings the house down, it do. Great. It's one of two numbers that do. And it is a number that has no business being there. It is when Brandon Victor Dixon... You know, dumbass ex husband, father of her child, shows up and then fails again to be a good dad. And she like, and in a in a very subtle, not super important way, and she like goes to his audition for a gig, sings in his face about how he's awful and like needs to leave them alone and like tells everyone in the room he's awful and like walks out of the room. And then like that doesn't it doesn't end up amounting to anything, but because Shoshana is Shoshana, yeah, it slays. And I'm like that number shouldn't be there. It has no reason to exist. Give her a number that has a reason to exist where she can slay. But she's. But the audience is so happy because we're applauding Shoshana, who is topping it. And for good. them, that's enough. That is enough. And that's and that's the problem. It's a, we're back in the Princess Theater, all of us. We
0: all are. We all are. This is. It's literally we're going cyclical. We it, it's going. All, cyclical. and we always do. We yep. always do.
1: Is, does this mean that you and I? Are primed to become the next Hammerstein and Rogers, and just and just fuck everything up and become amazing.
0: No, I th- <laughs> I I think we're we're the team of Jackson and Roth, and if you don't know who they are, that's the main issue that I'm talking about. Jordan Roth and Michael R. Jackson. They, oh, then you have heard of them. Okay, great. Hey, Thanks so much. Let me pack up my my microphone and leave. Yeah. No, I would love that. I would love that. I all I'm asking. I'm not asking for a lot. What I'm asking for simply is. Does this move the story along? And do you remember there's an audience that's watching? Yeah. When you go into that workshop and you all jerk off because you think that somebody did a funny bit of business, is it funny because it's the person or is it funny because it's helping the character? What are we doing? Mm -hmm. What are we doing? Because you're going to have to have a bunch of people watch it. Mm -hmm. Give them something that's worth their time and money. But yeah, this season, I know that's what I was brought on for and I apologize, but like this season to me is a bunch of... Why are we doing this?
1: That has honestly been me for a while now, and especially post-COVID.
0: Oh, I don't even... If you had a time machine and Hemi on this t- podcast, we'd have a whole other discussion. Yes. That, to me, was the big, I can't even. I can't even talk about oh, that. There's
1: also a lot of musicals, not musicals, plays, too, that have been coming to Broadway where I'm like, you're not ready. They come, and I go, I'm glad you got the money and then you got the momentum. You're not ready to come to Broadway.
0: You need another go at it. It's so funny. I was looking at a show from a... This was about 30 years ago you know the musical paper moon yeah okay cool Ebersol did it at yes. paper Mill, yeah yeah so i do this concert so actually can i plug my new podcast yeah great so i do this series of 54 below called broadway bound uh-huh. and it's uh we, we take songs from musicals that didn't come into broadway and we introduce them to people to be like hey there's great material out there that maybe didn't even get to play in new york city i think i might have heard of it great is, I, is it possible that uh, i might be in one of those Oh, maybe on the december 7th concert at 7 o'clock p.m at 54 below you might be making an appearance in it mr Copley. yes i might be singing uh and he's gonna sound gorgeous and i'm very excited it's a great we have a bunch of great fucking shows up there yeah anyway so i'm starting a new podcast <laughs> which is going to be the same thing it's literally yeah. the show anyway sure, sure, sure. but i was doing research on paper moon mm-hmm. paper moon by the way friends if you never heard it No worries about it. It's a great score. Score is fantastic. And the script is fantastic. And after they got done at, I think, Goodspeed, they were supposed to go to Broadway. Mm -hmm. The marquee was up, literally at the marquee theater. Yep. And the director, who was also the writer, said, no, we're not ready. And they stopped the show. And he wanted to go work on it. And unfortunately, they never materialized again. But I'm like, can you imagine today? Someone saying, this is not good enough to put up in front of a paying audience. And yes, I know our marquee is up and I know people think we're coming in, but I don't think we have the best possible product here. Very, doesn't happen anymore. And we've seen it. We've seen it, but also on on like micro levels in the past. Like, Like you were saying, Michael Bennett going, yeah, I know this number is good. It can be great. Yeah. And we're going to work like motherfuckers till we get it great. The stories that go on about Follies
1: when they were out of town. I th- yeah. The number of – they they did that prologue like 10 different ways before they finally got yes. it. And it was like the last day in Boston. Yes. That they
0: finally nailed it. That's great. That's what you want. I honestly think that workshops hurt musicals so much mm-hmm. because it's not a real audience. It's not. It's your friends. It's your family. It's people that are wanting this to succeed that have plunked down zero dollars. Yeah. It's a false narrative. I'm going to mention two people's names, and I know who they are and what they've done. Garth Drabinsky. Yeah. And Scott Rudin. Well, Garth pre-2000. You don't want to include Suzatsuka in this conversation? I just know that he ruined
1: uh, Paradise Square from everyone I know who was involved in that show. Right. He, okay, he, cool. he made it ten times worse.
0: Great. Awesome. We'll take him out of that equation. Uh, for that for but that particular pre 2000 pre 2000 though you're correct but that's what you, you need an advocate for an audience yeah you need someone that goes they're paying they have saved and scrimped and saved and said we're not going to have dinner tonight cuz we're going to go see this show instead you have to give them that and i think we've lost that i think we've lost that and i think you can do it nicely I don't think you have to be Scott Rudin throwing things. I don't think you have no. to be Garth Drabinsky yelling and screaming. But I think you need you need an actual genuine advocate.
1: Yeah, people again, people get for an audience. For, people for an audience. people in the industry have gotten too comfortable, as you said. Where yeah. it's it's become you know, well, you can make a nice living and you can be a nice person. It's all a you know, Valium induced placid fever dream. And it's like, okay, but where is the passion? Where is the person who like? Move to New York with10 dollars and a dream, with a side hustle, to be on that stage, to work in that theater. You know, where's the blood sweat and tears? I don't know many shows in the last couple of years that have really excited me in the way that they used to excite people. I love Kimberly Cambo, and I think that it's a wonderful that, yeah. mu- I think it's a wonderful musical, but it doesn't not really excite me in the same way that Fun home did. Mm. I've seen Kimberly a few times And I, I've said before like I wonder if Kimberly had opened in 2015 If I would be as obsessed with it as I am if it came out the same year as Fun Home or came out the same year as Matilda probably or Probably not. Yeah, probably not. And it's and it's lovely. It's a wonderful show. But Fun Home I still believe is the best musical written of this century.
0: Do you really? I really do. Wow. Especially
1: in its Broadway incarnation. I thought it was a 10 out of 10 of the public and then they moved it to Broadway what and a it was big an el- claim. it was an 11 out of 10 of the at the circle You of the really loved it. I think it's I think that show is gorgeously written. I think that Broadway production was incredible. Wow. Okay. Sam Gold, you know, I know he's now become who he is, but that staging was gorgeous. That cast was gorgeous. As
0: long as he's not doing a revival, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Honestly.
1: Let's see what he do. And, and there have been so many other wonderful shows uh, of this of this century. I think Piazza is a beautiful musical. I have a new appreciation for that book after Encores. Uh, Spelling Bee is a wonderful show you in Town is incredibly smart. Unfortunately, has now wrought the meta musical, which I don't love. But that show got it right. Yeah, I didn't
0: like you in Town.
1: I like you in Town. It's a show that's very hard to do well. Matilda, I think, is a beautiful musical. Uh, I would like a new version that's not as intrinsic dance-wise. Sure. Him. Is that
0: songtime as a nutcracker up there?
1: No, that's just a nutcracker. Oh. I do have a nutcracker on my, on my shelf. Um, okay,
0: oh. give me your five predictions for best musical right now. My five predictions for best musical oh, right now: Notebook, um, uh, uh, Outsiders. Uh huh. I am gonna throw. Oh, Suffs. Suffs. I am gonna throw in How to Dance in Ohio. Interesting. Okay. I think that's. I think that's gonna get a nomination. I don't know why. Just feel it in my bones. And uh, what are my other options? There's what Water for Elephants. Mm-hmm.
1: There's Here Lies Love. Boop in Hell's Kitchen. Uh, Days of Wine and Roses. Lempika. Limpica. Okay, so you have. Outsiders, Sufs, Notebook, Lampika and How to Dance in Ohio. Okay. Wait, that sounds weak. Do it one more time for me. The Notebook, The Outsiders, Lampika, How to Dance in Ohio, and Sufs. Take out How to Dance in Ohio.
0: Put in water for elephants.
1: <laughs> I love how that was like your big ace in the hole. <laughs> yeah. And when pressured just a little bit, <laughs> just, you immediately it. No, no,
0: I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid.
1: <laughs> no, listen... Uh, I, I wish nothing but the best for any musical this season. If it's good, I want it to succeed. I haven't seen it. I hope. I hope the best.
0: I say the same thing, and I mean it so much, and I know you do too. Prove us wrong. Yeah. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Prove me wrong. And I, I want to be proven wrong. I want to go in going, oh, it's pro- going gonna, gonna to be okay. And then it's going to be fantastic. I will be the first one to say I was wrong. Yeah. Just prove me wrong. Listen, I went into
1: Jaja's thinking I was- find it okay. It was Manhattan Theater Club and people liked it and I was like, people? Manhattan Theater Club? I'm going to hate this shit. Or at the very least, find it okay. And I thought it was so fucking delightful. I love that. I love it when something is so wonderful and it takes you by surprise. Oh, it's the best feeling on the earth. Absolutely. Even better than when you go and hoping to love something and it's amazing. When you go on thinking like, it's going to be whatever and it's wonderful. My Change. God. It's the best. Kimberly Akimbo was that for me. Mm. I was hoping Kimberly was going to be good because... Oh, same. Well, just because... Same. I'm a whore for Tessori. I'm a a Tahori. Tahori. And and she knows it. We've met. She knows how I feel about her. I'm like, you know you could bend me over a mini fridge. And she's like, yeah, I've done it, baby.
0: What the hell goes on when I'm not around? Not while you're around? (laughs) Not to worry. Not to worry. Um, I'm going to go in for Toby. Please do. If he can play Sweeney, I'm going to be Toby. Fuck it. All bets are off. Here's my my, my big question is best score. Do we think of our... The notebook.
1: Sorry notebook obviously is a nominee but here okay here are here the are, notebook here are options for best score in terms Suffs. of like what's okay. here are what's here's what's eligible so mm-hmm. far because then there's also people going like well is Gutenberg a revival or a new musical it's a it's a revival and here lies love is a new musical deal with it yes. that's what's gonna happen yes. our our nomi- our eligibility shows that's not a weird for to score say. for score water in- for elephants uh-huh outsiders notebook mm-hmm. Suffs. mm-hmm Lampika, mm-hmm. How to Dance in Ohio, mm-hmm. Days of Wine and Roses. Mm-hmm. Here Lies Love. Uh so that's eight already, I think. Yeah. Harmony.
0: Yeah. Okay. I got mine.
1: Um and then if uh oh we I already forgot about Operation Mins but Operation Mins that's ten. Uh and it, Back to the Future, eleven.
0: No. Uh <laughs> no, Notebook <laughs> Suffs. Yeah. Uh uh a, a Water for Elephants. Mm-hmm. <sighs> There is some beautiful music in elephants, I will say. Uh gimme give, give me the list again. I'm sorry. Notebook stuffs, water for elephants.
1: We're just fully canceling back oh, to Oh, D- Days of One and Roses. Days That'll of One be number four. And... Yeah, you can't cancel out Gettle. If Gettle's gonna get nominated yeah. for Mockingbird, he's getting nominated oh, for Days of One and Roses.
0: And then number five is going to be Limpica. Limpica. Yeah. Yeah, that's your five.
1: It's a good five. Yeah. Unless we get a six. I don't know. No, we, we no, got no, no. S- the we got six best musical nominees in twenty twenty two. Can you believe? How lucky were we? And they were all wonderful. I was it living was, in a golden age. I didn't even know it. it was, was a strange Nicole loop. Barbara it was cook. a strange loop. Six. Mr. Saturday Night. Girl from the North Country. MJ und Paradise Square. Best
0: song in Mr. Saturday Night? Tahiti. Oh, yeah. Randy Graff singing Tahiti. Oh,
1: that's, that's the... That, when we bonded over that at your yes. apartment, that's how I yes. knew we were friends. Yes.
0: like, <laughs> that's the best thing ever. Tahiti. I want to go to Tahiti. I just watched it last night.
1: Of course he did oh shosh shosh <laughs> shosh did what she needed to do to get that tony nomination she did a great
0: job in that show
1: when did she not do a great job? when they had
0: her play an eight-year-old girl
1: remember when shoshana bean said i'm better than any of this and she still got a tony <laughs> nomination yes, yes. that's shoshana bean
0: i fucking love mr and, and you
1: never get the condes- a condescension from her performance she w- comes on stage and you're like you and i both know you're better than this but you're not showing it she never advertises it you go off stage and you're dressing room and you go
0: i know i'm better and she goes on about her job. Yeah, she's fabulous. I think she's. Marvelous. And that's professionalism. And that's professionalism.
1: All right, I think that's we're going to call it a quits because this has been a five hour podcast. And- oh, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, pal.
1: That's fine. I'm sorry. No, I've, I'm, I've been happy. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, Rob. Any other things about the season
0: you want people to take away before we move on? Yeah, let's make this the year of honesty. Yeah, and if we you go and see accountability if, and accountability, you go see a show you post that you went to see it that's amazing you didn't like it you don't got to say nothing no nope. what i don't want to have happen is see something wonderful on your instagram and then i'll be like oh my god i saw you loved water for elephants and then you're like oh my god it was the worst piece of shit i don't want that no who does that who does that serve it serves it doesn't make anyone better no cuz then if someone goes to see it because you said
1: you loved it so much and then they didn't like it they feel tricked
0: and feel free to tell myself or matt if you ever see anything that we create and you don't like tell i'd rather know than not know oh people tell me all the time
1: that I'm not good? That I'm not good. Oh. I love when people are like, how would you like it if so-and-so? And I was, I was like- I would th- love it. I was like, first of all, do you think people don't do that to me? I would love My it. My own friends tell me what I'm lacking as a human being.
0: What do you mean? Really? Oh, yeah. Lacking as a human being? Oh, yeah. What's What's your personal goal for this season? Not even for theater, but for you. I want something to excite me again. Okay.
1: I haven't been- ex- I fell deeply in love with Kimberly- I found Jaja delightful. I found Pearly delightful. Nothing so far this season has made me go like it has begun. I need, I need that excitement. I I'm hoping it's one of the musicals, one of the plays. Doubt Time Daly. Hopefully, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm looking so forward to Rachel McAdams' Broadway debut. Sarah Paulson, who I saw at Union Square, no Washington Square Park. Actually, I saw her Washington Washington Square Park walking her dogs. That was lovely. That was a gay rights moment. That's Holland Taylor. those weren't her dogs that was just holland taylor um yeah no that's you're looking for honesty and accountability i'm looking for excitement and and energy i'm looking for something to, to make it feel real
0: well let's hope to god that we find it and let's hope to god that your listeners find it as well
1: yeah absolutely yeah i think that's that's what we all want and it'll be wonderful it'll be a wonderful day in the neighborhood
0: i love that i love that and then what's on your problematic podcast coming up uh,
1: the first episode that is going to be released, I know for a fact, is The Prom.
0: Build a prom for everyone. Not for everyone. Not for everyone.
1: Oh, man. Oh, I, I wish know. I could... Okay. I, um, I also can tell you that we have episodes covering uh, Carousel, Downstate, The King and I, The Inheritance, Promises, Promises. Oh, really? Okay. Heathers. So I... These are all shows that had that got multiple submissions. I did not take any show that got only one.
0: Okay, so that you, you okay, great.
1: Because if you take only the one, then you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then possibly Dear Van Hansen, possibly Grease, possibly Slave Play. I have a, I have a few people who have put pins in those and were just waiting about scheduling and all that shit. But so we'll see, we'll see what happens. And is the goal of the sh- the podcast like to, for them to solve what's problematic about it, like? To see if they actually are problematic. Okay. And if they are, is it solvable or is it a disconnect or is it – who knows? It's it's a question. The whole series oh, is a is. giant question. Oh, congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, Rob, where can people find you if you want them
0: to find uh, you? You can find me on Instagram at Rob W. Schneider. Uh, you can go to our podcast, Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. Uh, don't listen to it. It's like The Ring. You'll die afterwards. Uh, as most of our guests have done. Uh, and then my new podcast, uh, Broadway Bound, the musicals that never came to Broadway, is going to launch in February. Woo! Woo. And if you
1: want to see it in person and hear me sing, you can come to 54 Below December 7th, baby. Yes,
0: yes. Go see Mr. Koplick. Can I, can I tell you who else is in the cast? Yeah, We're, sure. Janine Lamana, Miss Gertrude McFuzz. Uh, She's singing from Enter Juliet, which will be great. Uh, And uh, 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 Andrew Lippa is going to do something. And uh, that'll be fun. And uh, yeah, it's going to be filled with lots of little surprises.
1: Uh, if you want to follow me, I'm on Instagram at matt Coplic, usual spelling, and that's it. If you want to like the podcast, give us a nice five star rating, little review, that'll be wonderful. You know what to do. Every time I get a new review, I read it on the pod and I play the Light in the Piazza overture behind it because that is classic, that is classy, and that what is fuck it. What goes on in this show? Everything, um, and that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and have a great time. We'll see you next week for the beginning of Problematic. Um, Rob, we close out every episode with a Broadway diva that I put in post. Who should we close out with tonight?
0: Dorothy Loudon.
1: Dorothy Loudon, here we go. Takes away Dorothy. bye I don't need a lot! Only what I
2: got! Just a tube of grease paint and a bottle (laughs) spot! I bet you didn't know what you had when you wrote this one, Steve!